You are about to witness history in the making. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to another episode, another episode of the Pop Culture Gamers <laughs> podcast. My name is Hayden. It's show number 143. We're on the 3rd of July, and I'm here as always with Steve. Hi, Steve. How's it going? Yes. Okay. Again, it seems like forever when we do these podcasts. It seems to you don't remember the last one to the next one when we have a bit of a gap. So. Yeah, well, I mean, we were going to do it last week, but you were on call and... Yeah, I, I dementia was, was setting in as well, really, you know, it was like... Yeah, we, we uh, I think it just seems to be one of those things of it's uh, been really quite busy because we haven't actually had a, a formal podcast other than, well, the normal type of one for a, a month because uh, the one that we did do, which was three weeks ago, was mm. the... Xbox uh, and Bethesda reveal. That's correct. It certainly was. Yeah. So that was. Yeah, that was like two weeks ago, wasn't it? Three weeks. Was it three weeks? We were supposed to do a show last weekend, but we never. Oh yeah. Got round to it because I I can't remember, but there was something that was stopping me, and you were on call. So Mm. just, just one of those things, isn't it? Yeah. I'm trying to remember why it was. <laughs> no, I, know, I, can't, I can't remember. It wasn't me being on call as such. I think I was busy doing something. I think I had something going on, and you were busy as well. It just it's, it's called life, really, isn't it? It gets in the way sometimes. Yeah, well, I mean, I've had quite a, a busy few weeks um, mm. because obviously we went to see um, Sir Elton John. Mm, you did, and that was absolutely fantastic. Um, a little bit. I was a little bit disappointed, really, that it was in the the football stadium because they didn't. You know, I don't know if the, it has a dome that can go on or whatever, but it was obviously bright daylight, mm. so you couldn't really see the screens. Whereas the Pet Shop Boys one was inside. Yeah, but normally they have a couple of um, big video screens left and right of what's going on so you can sort of see them yeah away. you couldn't see them because of the sun was still so far up in the sky mm. and it was so strong on the uh screens <coughs> and the mm. where it was casting shadow you couldn't really make it out and then yeah. by the time it got to a point where you could really make it out the show had ended and it was absolutely fantastic, apart from the fact that we had a couple of drunk blokes in front of us mm. um, in the 60s, one of which was like really drunk. And you, you know when you have those sort of drunks that in order to uh, stop themselves from falling over, they have to keep walking. <laughs> it was one of those. And uh, he kept standing up wandering around uh, falling over all of the furniture and, you know, um, pushing the the, uh, chairs back and nearly falling onto our legs. There was another bloke who stood on there and then fell over. And it it was just, oh, and the security guards did 
pretty much nothing. I was going to say, what were the stewards doing? That's, that's their job, isn't it? Oh, they, they kept saying, behave yourself. That's what they did. Mm. But anyway, for about half of the show, we had this, and it was like, it was ruining it for us. Anyway, mm. for whatever reason, they left halfway through. It, they weren't told to get out. They just, I think that they got out before they got, they went out before they got kicked out because it had the people over and, you know, talking to them. And you know when... Uh, you can tell when they're getting the heavy guys in because this bloke, he must have been about seven foot and built like yeah. a brick shit. Were they on the yellow brick road, were they? <laughs> uh, well, I think in the morning, there's a thought that I guess that's why they call it the blues. Mm. Um, and they're, they're crocodile rock in the morning. <laughs> they're probably the, the, head, the heads must have been thumping. Oh, I could tell you they're up for a rocket, man. <laughs> I bet they were. But never mind, it was just a candle in the wind. Hey, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, don't let the sun go down on me, please. Uh, but, <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> uh, but it was, it was just really made it really unpleasant. Mm, it's a shame. I mean, <clears throat> this is supposedly his last performance um, he's doing on this tour. Yeah, well, it's uh, the last in the north of the country he's supposed to be doing full stop. Mm. Um, was, he, was he in a wheelchair when he came on, or did he stand up? Or? Oh, no, he was walking about. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, it, I didn't know what it was. I, it was the strings on his heart, arms, and his legs, so he came in like looking like a you know, Thunderbird. A Thunderbird. No, not really. He, he was all right, he, yeah. he was fine. And I have to say, he was the best I've heard him mm. singing live. Not that I've never heard him sing live personally, but I've heard recordings of him sing live, yeah, on the TV as well, and stuff like yeah. that. He's done, he's done stuff for um. I don't think he did anything for the Jubilee, funny enough, did he? No, did I don't he? think he, I, I, don't, I don't remember him doing anything. But no. it, interestingly enough, um, you know, when I've seen him for the last last few years, mm. he's been more shouting the songs <clears throat> rather than singing them. And when we were there, he was definitely it was like you know he was like really good. You could hear his voice. You could hear him sing. Mm. And that was the main thing, and it was absolutely fantastic. And we went overboard on the memorabilia as well. Now, go on. How much were the t-shirts? Thirty-five quid each. Oh, that's, that's about. That's probably about right. And the hoodies were seventy quid each. So, what did you buy? Uh, program. A program, two t-shirts, two hoodies, mm. and a hat. <laughs> did they have any signed programs or not for this? No, no. No, no. Uh, I mean, it, it was uh, forty thousand capacity, or sorry, fifty thousand pound capacities, uh, people capacity stadium. Mm. So it had been signing them for quite a while. No, what I mean by that is, uh, um, especially when I went, um, it's his birthday this week. So Jeff Wayne, we went to see War of the Worlds. Mm. They have a, they have a limited amount that's signed on the programs, which are a little bit more expensive, but I think I think that's worth it because I got one one no. year. Um, it, to, to be honest, just trying to get into uh, to go to the queues for the merchandise was like queuing, you know, to go on um, a roller coaster at Disney. It took ages. You were in a football state. It was like going to a football match, probably going to get your pie at half time. Yeah, it was basically. It was absolutely. Mm. And we were on the pitch um, yeah. as well, so, you know, because uh, we were sort of like second group of you know, yeah I saw one of the photos you did no, I was right. trying to work out where you were sitting or where you were so I couldn't really make out with the picture that was on Facebook yeah as 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 you look at the stage we were sort of like midway down the pitch to the right mm. did you have an early start getting in there because I know when he stayed in to 
um, concerts are like you're at the crack of dawn. Yeah, we, no, we uh, we took the thing of the learning from the Pet Shop Boys one where we turned up at the time that the set and everyone stood around for ages. Mm. So we went quite late. Right. Um, I think that we set off about, because obviously we had to travel for an hour to get there. Mm. I think we set off about an hour before um, we were supposed to be there, mm. knowing that it was going to take us probably about an hour and a half. And then, you know, by the time we'd gone to the merch store and all of this, that and the other, it, we got on probably about five minutes before in before he uh, started. Was the support there or not? No. no. I mean, that's why when when I took the missus to, well, to me, when I we went to Wembley Stadium, if you take that, and that was a long day. We got there early in the morning and we were sitting in the queues with everybody else right through the day in the sun. Yeah. And then the time we saw him at Southampton Football Stadium, we was there about 11 o'clock lunchtime, but they went on till 8 o'clock in the evening and we, the queues just horrendous. And you just go with the flow, to be honest. Mm. You know, there's food out there and stuff and you could just sit around, but then make sure you find the gate that you need to go in on the stadium. Um, and they can, unless, as long as they're organised, OK, they're pretty well done if it gets a bit messy sometimes. You know, where some people are trying to go through the wrong gate, turnstiles, depending on where you most because all we were doing was having standing tickets. Mm. So we'd make sure we get there early enough to get in the queue so we could then just go straight for the front of the stage and get the best view we could, which we've done many times. Yeah. Uh, and if you had seats and it would be slightly different, then you can turn it when you want. Mm. You know. But, hey, at least you got there. Yeah, it was really good. Really enjoyed it. Mm. Uh, just unfortunately, we had to go to work the next day. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, mm. it, it was all right. It was good. Um, and then the other big change for me as well is I've got a new dog. I wondered, I thought, that's that the same dog? I was sort of going to work in my brain. I'm thinking, that's it. This is not old footage I'm seeing here. No, no, this is a this is a new puppy. Identical, so, aren't they? We're not far well, off. Uh, no, because Kylo's grey, because mm. he's a blue male Sheltie. Mm. Um, and Loki, who is our new dog, mm. Is black, so he's a tri shelty. You see, I, I I get the maybe idea of Loki. I know someone's called one of their their puppies Loki in that. But if you've got Kylo Ray and you need something like Ray as is it, is it, is the other well, you know, I mean, I I wanted to call him Neo originally. Yeah. And Loki was like option number two because Loki had been my original option for Kylo. Mm. Um. So, but. Uh, Anyway, it wasn't Neo wasn't popular with Jane because she thought it was too much like Kylo, and it'd get them confused. So <coughs> Kylo Loki, do you know what I mean? Uh, Ray would have been completely separate. That yeah, but been Ray's the... a female and he's male. Could be Raymond, but Ray for short. Oh, sure. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we decided on Loki, dog mm. of mischief, <laughs> as opposed to god of mischief. Yeah. And tell you what, it really is exactly uh, a perfect name for him because he is mischievous. He's mm. just so funny. I mean, he's now nine weeks old. Right. Um, he he the, about uh, three or four days ago, it was the first time he ever saw the stairs because we kept the door shut so he didn't see it. Mm. And I went upstairs. I came back downstairs to find him up three stairs up. Now. As soon as you open up that door, the little bugger is straight up the bloody stairs. Mm. 
I don't, I'm not kidding you. He's not even the height of a stair. He's tiny. Well, I, I wouldn't say tiny, tiny, because Yoda was like this big as a puppy. He was literally this tiny. But yeah, but I, well, <coughs> Kylo is probably now about that big. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's um, probably half of. So uh, look, he's about half of Kylo's size. Mm. Uh, so he's like really, he is quite small. He's definitely bigger than Yoda though. Mm. Uh, but your Yoda is so tiny anyway. Oh, he is. He's, he's sort of this sort of size, you know what I mean? Yeah. With his tail, you know. So. Yeah. But he is, well, a, he is a Chihuahua cross Yorkie, so he will be. Yeah, he's always he's never going to be like a, a massive dog. I mean, Loki's not going to be a massive dog either, but no. uh, he's uh, he's certainly full of it. So, anyway, now my wife and I have a dog each because... Kyla was supposed to be my dog and he prefers mm. Jane so I thought fair enough um, and that's because she feeds him all the time so anyway Loki's my dog and he definitely he uh, you know, you'd have to do the training you're gonna, cause you, I suppose, cause he could easily just go to the dark side and follow Jane and be say like this to you <laughs> they, yeah. they... No, <clears> but I'll, I'll bribe him with food mm. <laughs> so yeah he's uh, he's great uh, absolutely, it's just, and it's also quite nice because it's brought Kylo out of himself a little bit. Mm. Uh, Kylo's sort of like got a bit more puppyish again, and seeing him play because they're both shelties and know how to play with each other, as it were. Uh, mm. You know, running around and they're, they're like whatever game it is that they play. You know, in terms of their dog fight, you know, pretend fighting and stuff like that, they both understand or seem to understand it. So that's really good. Whereas I've seen different breeds mixed up where they don't play well with each other because they don't understand each other. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, so that's uh, that. Um, I finally, finally, <laughs> on Friday afternoon, which was too late for me to do anything about it, got my NDO form. So it now means I can actually start generating money from my solar panels. Oh, OK. Um, which will be nice. Mm. And then the big one for me for this month is if anybody's missed it on social media or whatever is this july i'm supporting the children's society gaming challenge 24 hours in july uh, basically to help young people at risk of self-harm abuse exploitation or neglect so if you want to see what that's all about come along to my youtube channel uh or the show's youtube channel youtube.com forward slash pop culture gamers uh, to support the challenge and uh, if you can please you know help to fund towards my goal uh, your gift basically is used to then help provide specialist support that empowers young people to make a positive change and rediscover their hope so when you donate a pound five pound or 500 pounds every little helps uh, young people to secure a brighter future um, you know with that support so so far i've raised 64 pounds um yeah and um you know anybody who can come contribute please do if you want to uh, contribute it's a great charity and the links are in the podcast description today uh they're on our facebook group they're on our facebook page and they're also on twitter at popculturegamers.co.uk or at herjuk there you go and that's it for me. And so far, I've done about 
five and a half hours, something like that, out of the 24. Right. Which, considering it started on the first, stopped too bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, Steve, what about yourself? Well, not really. It's not a great deal. Why isn't that working? Um, <clears throat> not, not a lot, to be honest with me. Um, just been trying to keep up with cutting the grass with this weather we've been having. It's been either been thundering storms or hot weather, and the grass never stopped growing. And my missus says to me, why didn't you get a robot for cutting the grass? <laughs> Yeah, I, I tell you I, what, I'm seriously thinking about getting one. Seriously, I've seen for what they are, I, I won't have it, but it would be nice. How's how's your uh, robot vacuum cleaner? We well, did this morning's Hoover Hoover as normal. Yeah. Um, I have to point them in the right direction a little bit, but that's just I think because of when things are going on in some rooms, I lift some stuff up out of the way and you can just get on with it. Mm. But I will just close the door or just get the remote out and just spin them in a different direction if I need to, you know. But yeah, it, I don't know. It was again totally full up from the last couple of days, and uh, I sort of once, once every Sunday morning just push it on once everything's out of the way, especially leads and cables, obviously, because they can get in the way. Yes. And the um, Robbie goes off and does his thing, shall we say? Mm. Um, yeah. What else is so? Yeah. It's funny. Uh, my subscription with Waxworks Records before COVID is still ongoing because of the vinyl uh, plant shutdowns. So I just had ships my, <clears throat> my Nostradamus figure that would sit on top. You know, you see my Halloween one with Michael Myers. I've got one of those coming, which is the vampire Nostradamus. That's been the post. And there's one more vinyl to come, which will be the killer clowns. Um, oh. That will be shipping, shipping in June. Um, what else has come around recently? Oh yeah, I had a, my love for Italian westerns, especially the um, spaghetti westerns and stuff like that, um, I'd picked up and it took a while. To, I think it came from Italy again, this one, but um, was the Trinity movie soundtrack uh, from with Bud Spencer and Terence Hill from the early 60s. Well, actually, I think it was the early 60s, yeah. That turned up, which is pretty good. Um, and two years in the making from COVID, finally my In Search of Tomorrow documentary landed at my doorstep. Mm. Um, which was shipping from the States, which I'm really pleased to have because I, I didn't want to watch the digital version. I wanted to wait until I had the hard copy. So I've started watching that. I've only got, I've just got up to 1983 at the minute. It goes up to 1989 for the whole um, whole era of, of sci-fi. And it's every everything they talk about is a joy to watch and listen to mm. and watch every film that <clears throat> you remember what made the 80s what they were. Um, is in the documentary with um, members of the cast doing their their chat and directors as well. Really is a, a fine piece of um, footage there. I mean, five about five hours long as well. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they've done a great job with the In Search of Darkness um, movies they did with the uh, two so far. There's a third one being made now. And they're going to be doing a Aliens Enhanced documentary as well at some point, all about mm -hmm. aliens. So that'll be on the Kickstarter at some point as well. Mm. Um, yeah, that's about it, really. Uh, watch the, what, finish watching something, which I'll talk about later before we start the show. Um, I think the last one at the cinema was to see. Did I see the last one? I can't remember now. It was a few weeks ago. That was Top Gun, wasn't it? So that was probably the last time we did a podcast, wasn't it? Yeah, I haven't seen Top Gun yet. I was going to go, but my uh, son fell and twisted his ankle 
of the of the night that we were gonna go. You know, no. he was like, yeah, seriously. He uh he was um I was his his mum had gone to pick him up mm. and she was literally sat in the car and he was walking across some grass. He was yeah. a few feet away from the car and he just keeled over. There was a hole in the ground that he didn't see. Twisted his ankle. He ended up being in blooming A and E for five hours. No. Uh, so you know, it was a severe strain. He's not to do PE and stuff like that for the rest of the term. Mm. Um, yeah, and he was in an, an awful lot of pain with it. Yeah, I could not believe that at all. <clears throat> mm. So hacked off. <laughs> I, mean, I was, you know, I was worried about him, and I was mm. hacked off. Because it was the last night of the movie being on at, at the uh, Ritz Cinema at Thirsk. Right. And it was sort of like, Ugh. So, anyway, we never got to see it. So, I'll probably see it at, online or something or other like that. That's a, that, is, that is a bit of a shame because it's very much worth um, watching on the big screen if you can catch it. Yeah. I'll tell you something that did happen that was quite funny this, this last week. Mm. As you know, I rent out my other property. Yeah. Yes, yes, you do, yeah. Now, we made a very quite clear, quite explicit uh, thing to our agent who passed it on, mm. which was, this is a new lawn. It has just been laid. You must water it. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. So I get a phone call, was it last week or the week before, um, from the estate agent. Oh, uh, your tenants have phoned up the grass uh, has split and it's curling up at the edges. I mean, like, so, a dry, like a dry sandwich? Yeah. It's been left out yeah. of the party too long. Yeah. You know, when, after a week of sunshine, it looks like the grass is dying. <laughs> and it's like, what? Uh, can, can you do something about it? And I said, yes, I can give them some advice of water the grass. <laughs> couldn't believe it they hadn't bothered watering it for a week because we'd been on holiday mm. yeah they never took contact and said look i know it's a new lawn uh it needs watering every, every day but uh we're going away or anything like that you know just to let us know mm. and then they, they were falling up and complaining about the fact that the grass was dying it's like it's your problem i said i said i turned around to my uh estate agent and i said can you just check with them that they've got a lawnmower? Because I have a funny feeling that they're going to be phoning me up next and saying the grass is log. What do I do about it? <laughs> no sympathy from, from you, I hope, no. <laughs> no, no, because it's their responsibility, as you know, as a tenant, to look <clears throat> after the property. <laughs> mm. You know, uh, but I was just, uh, it was just one of those things that was like, really? I just, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it, but... Such is life, isn't it? Mm. Um, I mean, I, I, I mean, it, it beggars belief to me. But surely, if your land, you know, would you phone up your uh, your landlord or the, the landlord's let you know letting agency and say, "Oh, there's a problem with the grass; it's dying," or would you just put some water on it? Mm. Yeah, in your case, it's brand new. It's just turf that's been laid; it has to be watered. Yeah, yeah, and that was told to them. And they knew mm. that because when I had it over, was that, it in your? I mean, is it in the terms and terms and agreement about the new lawn? Yeah, mm. yeah. Okay. <clears throat> never mind, eh? Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Never ever 
let anywhere. It is not yeah. worth the hassle. I wish I'd never bothered. No, no. I'm just going to do something here. I'm just going to try and do this because I forgot about this. So if I just spin around, so, so you can see here, yeah? Yes, corner of your room. I look down there. Can you see that? I can see, oh, you've got your uh, Xbox fridge. Yeah. It's a little bit bigger than the other. Than, it makes the actual Xbox look really small. I have to admit, I did think there that the actual Xbox was the fridge. <laughs> that was, <laughs> Jesus, that is big. I mean, if I just, maybe if I can just sort of. What is it, about 18 inches? <sighs> or is that what she said? <laughs> Hold on, let me just. You can see that now. Yeah, I can see the light on. Yeah, and uh, you can see that there. Look. Yes, very good. It's um, yeah, it's, it's it's damn sight bigger than the actual box. It makes it makes me think that Xbox is so small. Is it noisy? Not really, because mini fridges sometimes can be, can't they? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I haven't got, I don't have it on at the moment. I only have it on when I've got some cans. But it does have a USB in there, so you can charge your controller as well. That works. <laughs> yeah, where it's where it actually sits on the Xbox itself. Yeah. So there's a USB in there as well. That's, <laughs> that's quite a nice touch. That's quite a nice you know, touch. Um... I'll tell you, have, have you had any pro? You've got LG TV, haven't you? Yeah. Have you had any problems with like a clouding? Describe. Well, you know when you get a white screen. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. You should have a perfect white screen. Mm. I've got a blue sort of like cloudy uh, colour to the white just in certain areas but it's always there and it's fixed is that dead, like a dead pixeling sort of scenario no the pixels are still working but it's just like a blue color leak into that area have you tried turn have you tried the co- taking the contrast down yeah it still does the same thing mm. and if if you know what i mean because when you're watching a tv program mm. it's not as noticeable right but when you're playing video game stuff because a lot of the time you you know you're on like was that in your room there or yeah in my, yeah it's my TV mm. uh, in my you know in my uh, gaming part of my room mm. and it's just I don't want to replace the TV but it's doing my head in enough that I'm gonna have to have you tried defaulting the the TVs you know just you know actually default the TVs if it was out of the box because you could try that yeah that that is a possibility and just but... you know, all the settings just. Because you played around with it as much as I yeah. do. I tweak all the settings to suit. <clears throat> have you Googled it as well? Have you had a little look to see if anyone yeah, else has had, had a problem? Yeah, I had a look at Google it. And when people have had this problem, hmm. they've said just change the, the tint of the TV. The problem is it changes proportionately. So it's still a slightly different colour. Hmm. You know, and... I mean, how old is it? It's not that old, is it? 20... 17 mm. five-year-old it's not that old for a tv no but i mean you i mean is it still in warranty no is it a five-year warranty with those no i think you're only 12 months are they yeah but it's just really go yeah go in the lg forums as well maybe for the you know see if you can see anything on there yeah it, it's just really doing my head in uh because i can see it now if i turn around to my wife and i said what's the matter with this picture she just said, I've got a clue what you're talking about. Sure, it's there's fine. There's nothing about with it. It looks fine. Mm. But I know I know it's there. I can see it. It's it's as, it's as clear as day to me. I mean, my wife can't tell the difference between SD and 4K. So she's probably not the I best. Have the same wife. I have the same wife. 
yeah, yeah. So don't know why you had to ever update from DVDs to 4K. Uh, the resolution, the better picture. I mean, the it's HDR, very, she's got a glass. She new, my missus got some new glasses recently, and you t- <clears throat> I think she can tell because she watches a lot of Netflix now. And you, when some of them programs, you can see the the vibrant colours of the from whatever you're watching, especially when you've got forest in it and stuff like that. You just <clears throat> things do come to life, but. Um, yeah, it's it's just doing my head in, absolutely doing my head. I'm quite, I'm fed up about it, if you know what I mean. It's just one of them, one of them little things that the TV otherwise operates perfectly, mm. apart from this blue, <laughs> and I can't figure out what the hell it is. It's it's so weird, so weird. Anyway, I'll have a I'll have a try about that though, Steve. That's a good idea. Yeah, and if just... anybody else has heard anything, let me know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, see if you can resolve it. Yeah, exactly. Right, okay, well, I'll tell you what. Shall we uh, move on to gaming this week? No longer a dream, but a reality. All right, so gaming this week and a couple of bits of news. Uh, First up is Ubisoft is shutting down several online services for all the games. So they've announced that they're going to be shutting down the support and online services for many of the older titles. Uh, The the shutdown of services will only be affecting the original uh, releases. So if you've had, for example, a remaster of Far Cry 3 or Assassin's Creed 3 and that sort of stuff, it will not be affecting the closure or by the closure. And all of the services will be closed from the 1st of September. And this includes Anno 2070, Assassin's Creed 2, the... 2012 release of three brotherhood revelations driver san francisco far cry 3 2012 release ghost recall future soldier prince of persia the forgotten sands rhyme and legends silent hunter 5 space junkies splinter cell back blacklist and zombie U. so any of them going to affect you steve well i do have them i do have all the assassin's creed games there yeah but then you don't play the online part of any of those anymore anyway. No, they're pretty much dead games. So I, I don't really, I'm not really surprised that they're shutting them down. I mean, uh, to, be, to be honest, what the Assassin's Creed ones is mostly going to be, is it going to be the online currency you could purchase from? Yeah, I think it'll be Yeah. And Driver San Francisco, blimey, that was a PlayStation 2 game, wasn't it? <laughs> Yeah, I think it was. I think it was not even on PlayStation 1. <coughs> but it feels like it was. I know one of them. I've got the soundtrack to that. Uh, sealed. We got that at one of the conventions we went to. Free copy. Uh, that can't be what I went to then. Mm. Uh, Ghost Recon, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's all going to be down to uh, stuff like that, I think. There's nothing else there. I like the making a remake of Prince of Persia Forgotten Sands, so that's not going to be an issue. Mm. Black, split the Cell Blacklist. Yeah, it's a good game. It is a good game, but I don't think it's uh, any great shake that they're shutting down the online support for it. Yeah, yeah. No, I think... <clears throat> but I mean, Assassin's Creed, I mean, they've got their own services for their their games at the moment, haven't they? So yeah. I'm assuming a part of that would be linked to that as well, won't it? Yeah. So the only thing I think we can really say is it isn't really a revelation at all. <laughs> No, it certainly isn't. No. So the other bit of news is evidently about the Guardians of the Galaxy game narrative director joins Bioware. 
So the executive narrative director of Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy at IDOS Montreal announced that they've joined Bioware. Uh, so although Guardians of the Galaxy was not the success that IDOS Montreal and Square Enix were hoping for, uh, the action-adventure game managed to tell one of the best stories of the year, winning multiple awards in 2021, including the best narrative at the Game Awards. And that's in no small thanks to the executive narrative director, Mary DeMal. Uh, DeMal has confirmed her uh, hiring uh, of Bioware, or at Bioware, with a post on LinkedIn on Friday. Uh, she shared a short message with her followers announcing that she's happy uh, to share that she's joined the Bioware team as the role of senior narrative director, and she's left uh, Montreal, I, uh, sorry, Idos Montreal in July, and she's just freshly begun on Bioware. So there's been no further information shared regarding on what she's working on. Interesting. I think uh, this will be a, a good move. Hopefully, if she's joining the new Mass Effect, we will get. Mm, a good that's narrative. A big, yeah, that that was what. Um sprung to mind for myself thinking yeah. about it. Yeah, definitely. Other than that, is there any other news really going on at the moment? Nothing that I've uh, particularly seen, but to be honest, I've been in <coughs> dog mode, so I've not really uh, been looking at the news that much. Mm. Uh, off the top of my head, I can't think there was too much that was going on about. Uh, I mean, there's been talk about, with the new Diablo game, there's been rumblings that are being concerned whether or not it would be um, similar to the uh, mobile game and have sort that. of uh, pay-to-play, pay-to-win scenarios, which I don't think, I think people have learned out of proportion compared to that game to what you normally play with a, a Diablo game on PC or Xbox or PlayStation, you know? Yeah. Do you, do you want to do the new releases? Yeah, okay, so not many here. we got Container on PC. On the 12th of the 5th, also 12th of the 5th, we got the centennial case of a Shishimi story. That's on all platforms from Square Enix. The 13th, ironically, we have the Evil Dead game, all platforms from Boss Teams. On the 17th, we got Lovecraft's Untold Stories 2 for PC, and we have Two Point Campus and all formats from Sega. Not a great deal. Not really, no. Games with Gold. Uh, this month, we've got Beasts of uh, Maravilla Island. Uh, Relicta, however you pronounce it, Thrillville, Off the Rails, and Torchlight. And with Game Pass, the new ones are Far Cry 5 from July the 1st, <coughs> Last Call BBS on July the 5th, Matchpoint Tennis Championships on July the 7th, Escape, Escape Academy July the 14th, As Dusk Falls July the 19th, and Immortality on the 26th. Well, ironically, I was just looking about um, Far Cry 5. I do actually fancy that. Yeah. Just to give it a go. It's a good game. <clears throat> um, I've completed I that one. And all of the DLC as well. I don't think it's on there yet. I mean, I haven't noticed it being advertised. It was supposed to be. So, in F, got Fable, Fallout. Oh, there it is. Installable. There you go. Get it installed. It's a good game, good campaign. If I've got room for it. You can uh, complete the campaign in about five minutes. <laughs> what, by running to the end? No, no, no. No, there's two endings. And there is a specific achievement for uh, completing it right at the beginning. But you mm. have, uh, yeah, and you can only do it right at the beginning of the game as well. 
it's a choice that you have to make. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, it's try to still sell it for ten ninety nine. Yeah. PlayStation Plus wise, we've got uh, Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time on the PS5 and 4. The Dark Pictures, Man of Medan on PS4. And Arcade Ageddon on the PS5 and the PS4. A <coughs> couple of good games there. Yeah, Dark Pictures, Man of Med- Median, that rings a bell. Yeah. I'm just going to have a look at something I was looking earlier. Yeah, okay. We'll mention that later then, that game. Anyway. Well, I have been playing a supermassive game, so because that's by supermassive. Yeah, because I want I started playing the Quarry. All oh, right, okay. Which is one of theirs. Is that on uh, Game Pass? Unfortunately, unfortunately, no. No, you bought it. Yeah, but I think it's going to be well worth it because I'm a big fan of their games. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, Twitch-wise, until July the 13th, you'll be able to claim more than 25 indie games, including Death Squared, Fatal Fury, Special, Gina Sisters Twisted Dreams, Gone Viral, Hue, Metal Slug 2, Pumped BMX Pro, Samurai Showdown 2, The Dark Side Detective, and The King of Fighters 2002. And then during the Prime Day event, which takes place on the 12th and 13th, there are a bunch of AAA games you can claim at no extra cost. These include Mass Effect Legendary Edition, Grid Legends, Need for Speed Heat, Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy, Star Wars Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast, and Star Wars Republic Commando. That's worth a subscription just for Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Yeah, people that haven't got it. <clears throat> yeah. And the old Star Wars games. Grid Legends is okay. It's just that's a typical standard racing game from what it is. Remember, the original grid, grid game was pretty good, but <clears throat> not too sure about that. If grid, if, which Grid Legends is, which one that is, to be honest. Um, I, I don't know. I'm sort of like a little bit out of it in terms of the Grid series. It's not one that I play much. Do you play it? I have played Grid when it first came out. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, downloading Far Cry 5 as we speak. Okay, so in terms of uh epic store you can also right now grab for free until 4 p.m on the 7th of july uh gene forge one hood outlaws and legends and eratus lords of the dead and then from the 7th of july you can get ancient enemy and killing floor two i'm glad you can read that because it's like reading a mirror they're in reverse yeah i don't know why for some reason it's <laughs> i'm just doing i'm going yeah, okay, I get that. <laughs> I have no idea why that has suddenly flipped. That is not something I've done when I pasted it in. Mira Viewer. <laughs> We've got Mira Viewer coming out with in Siena. Yeah, 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 okay, I get it. That's fine. That is, that is, that is really, really weird. Tell you what, flip horizontal there. That's better. Uh, there yeah. you go. Look. There you go. That's weird why that happened, because that was not something that was a dream plan. Anyway, those are the games for this week. So even if you're not buying games, there's plenty to be going at, isn't there? Mm. As long as you've got some sort of subscription going (coughs) at. Excuse me. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, I'm just using my points for subscription at the minute. That's how I'm doing it. So Mm. there are other ways you can do it, but I don't think I can do that until I I stop my subscription for a couple of days and try that. But uh, 
Yeah. Took about thirty, got about thirty-three thousand, thirty-four thousand points anyway. So it's three months there, easy. I've got at the moment like twenty-seven quid on um, Microsoft credit. Yeah. Which is just, you know, what I've cashed in from uh, the points system. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I know what you mean. So anyway, shall we uh, move on to the games we've been playing this week? So Steve, what have you been playing? <sighs> Okay, I thought you first in mind. Um, so something else came to Game Pass the other week was FIFA 22. Yay! So yeah, I knew you'd love this one. It's a corker. So this obviously came, FIFA 22 came out in November last year, and I didn't pull the trigger this year, right? Because FIFA is still much of a match for a certain degree. As much as they like to improve, it, and they do improve, I give them give their hats off for that one. Um, but we're we're getting into Destiny, everything else. I think another grind might come a bit of a bit difficult but hey ho it's on game pass so i've downloaded it and i just play fifa ultimate team on myself i'm quite happy to do that just give me a little fix until the world cup and the new season starts so it's all right it, it does what it says on the tin mm. um the new game will come out in november this year and then that will then come this time that the year later it'll, it'll go on to game pass but I, I thought there was some news came out some time ago saying that EA were going to sort of finish how FIFA plays and how it works with their game. Yeah, I'd heard that they weren't going to be doing the yearly stuff no. anymore. And so, uh, also, they're dropping the licensing as well, aren't they, supposedly? Apparently so. So I may end up having whatever one is the last one, whether it's next year, next year's one, 2023. Well, the, the simple fact of the matter is you'll be able to pick it up for 50p at CEX at the end of 2023. <laughs> Probably, yeah. No, no, it'd be 50 quid from CEX. <laughs> you know what they're like. <laughs> yeah, like I, don't know, I don't know what it is. My son's got all of the FIFAs, but he doesn't hmm. play football games. He just bought them because of like 50p at, se- at sex. It's a bargain, Dad. It's a bargain. Yeah, like, that's, it's, that's bargain. it's that female, you know, that's the same point of view that my wife always so, has. If, it, so, if it's cheap, it's a bargain. It's like, it's so, not if you don't play it. Yeah, but you get a pound landing and you can buy stuff for a quid. Yeah. But it's still cheaper. Yeah, you've got a 50p land, you can get twice as much. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so I've been grinding away at that, earning some, not spending a penny on the game, but I've just been earning the packs and, and stuff like that and playing it. So, yeah, it's what it is. It's, it's just, it's nothing to, to come away from and play for 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Destiny 2, Season of the Haunted is ongoing. Enjoying that with my boy at the minute. He's come back into it. He's totally fixed and has it in, intravenously injected into his into his veins now. We were on this afternoon right. just going th- going through the dungeon. Okay. And you definitely need a team for that. So my save point is the first part of the the of the bosses with the bells you have to ring. But if anybody's interested in coming in, on with us and getting involved in it, give me a shout on Facebook or Twitter because we want to put a team together to do the dungeon. I'd be interested. We were doing it. But- yeah, we, we were doing just, two people, and it was tough. It was tough for two people. You just, you need more. What level do you have to be? I think it's 1550, something like that. Yeah, it's higher level than I am at the moment. My boy, is, my boy was way up, way off the mark. He's now, he's now catching me up. He's, he's he's 1571 at the minute. But we're just he's 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 a good old school player of destiny as well so he's you know he, i've been getting him back into it and he's just loving it and he's nice to have someone that can that, you know he rings me most nights right what time are you getting on dad you know because <laughs> he's on his laptop mm. 
playing it on our, on the Xbox. But uh, yeah, it's just really good to uh, to get involved with that again. And yeah, say the dungeon is good. It's easy to do. The mechanics are very similar to the whole part of how you play it, but you just need more people to 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 go through it. Yeah. And with the season, the way it goes with the weapons we we're building, you know, you're getting those god rolls on the on the seasonal weapons, which you've been enjoying playing, and it's it's just fun to play at the moment. Really enjoying yeah. it. See, I haven't played it for about a month, and I'm fifteen twenty-two, so I'd be a little bit underpowered. Mm. You just put the put a little bit of time into it if you get time. Yeah, if I get time. <clears throat> I might I might do a, a couple of might do a little bit for. Uh, the uh, gaming Screaming. challenge. Yeah. Cool. So the last thing I've only just started playing it, and this again is the is the quarry. Uh, as you know, this comes from Supermassive Games, where I played the hell out of Until Dawn on my PlayStation, mm. and also you got the, the Dark Pictures scenario. You got House of Ashes, Man in Eden, and mm-hmm. um, Little Hope, Thank which you. is the, the trilogy. Yeah. As well, I've not played any of those yet. Have you, did you say you played one of them yet at all or not? Uh, the what the dark pictures? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I'm going to be talking about that in a minute. <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't notice. There you go. Uh, <clears throat> so, so basically, this is a scenario similar to like Friday the Thirteenth. You, when the sun goes down on the last night of the summer camp, nine teenagers and counselors plunge into the unpredictable night of horror, and you're there to to save as many of them as you can. Um, including in the in the game, we have got David Arquette, we've got Ariel Winter, we have Lynn, Lynn Shea, um, there's quite a few people in it. I think from just start playing the game, you, you just got that that class from what Supermassive can do in games. Looks great, it's all in the dark, and yeah, it's something to, to play that can give you a little bit of a jump in the night. And I should look forward to hopefully getting more into that at some point. I just not had the time at the minute. And also, I like to have no one on my back when I can just sit and play that sort of game. Yeah. It's like watching a movie. You don't want to, don't want to be disturbed and you're watching it and playing it. So, uh, but yeah, I've, I played the intro to it. And yeah, it looks right up my street, especially like Until Dawn, because I played the hell out of that game. Mm. And uh, it was one of the first, I think one of the first games I played on the PlayStation Pro when I, when I picked it up. So yes, yeah, about it really for me. It's not a great deal. No, I think it's more about updating the box with different games at the minute because there's been a lot of updates. Uh, I did actually try and play. I did a little bit of a race with a Halo ship on um, Microsoft Flight Sim. Yeah, and I've had a little look at the, uh, the 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 aircraft from the movie Top Gun as well that's on there now. What I do need to do is put my PlayStation on actually and have a look to see what the content for Air Combat where it is. Mm. I'm not sure if that's a freebie or not for that, because then I'll get my PlayStation um, headset out for VR and give it a whirl. Wow, that's going to be dusted off then, isn't it? It's up there, it's and it's got a lovely proper PlayStation case. I just pull out here, look, I don't know where I've got them. There you go. Woohoo! Your ping pong ball on a stick. Yeah, that's it. Grand. They are to come by now, aren't they, as well, I think? Yeah, they're really expensive to buy. Are they really? Yeah. <clears throat> Probably CX put the price up, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. You know, you can uh, actually get uh, new batteries for them as well. You can replace batteries inside them. Oh, you can, can you? They are open, yeah. are they? Yeah. Uh, you can open them and do it. Obviously, it's not something that's recommended, but I've been thinking about doing that because 
I've actually been thinking about doing it with all of my uh, PlayStation 3 controllers, just putting in new mm. batteries because obviously they're getting a bit old and you don't want the batteries to expand and leak and all of this, that and the other. Although you can plug in a PS5 battery into a PS, uh, controller into a PS3. Yeah, yeah. And it works. But you have to keep it on a lead, which is a bit unfortunate. Like your dog. That's all right. It's fine. Yeah. It's it's a bit <laughs> rough. A bit rough. <laughs> Certainly is. Yeah. Anyway, do you want to dive into your... Yeah, okay, well, uh, talking about the dark pictures uh, for the 24-hour gaming challenge, I've started streaming Little Hope. How is it? Good, very good. Uh, Really, uh, it's very much what you would expect from Supermassive and the Dark Pictures games. Highly detailed, Mm. great looking, where your choices are determined the outcome. And I'm planning on playing more uh, of the game over the 24-hour uh, period as well. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, I think I did start to download one of them at one point. <clears throat> but I'd say my my hard drive is uh, just the standard one in the box. So, Are you still... You're not subscribed to PlayStation Plus anymore, are you? No, no, I'm not. No. Yeah, you see, you could have got the Man of Medan... Um, for free this month mm. if you had a be because it's one of the games I, yeah I, I wasn't sure if they were all on um, Game Pass at all or not or they had been at some point I don't remember yeah. all of them being on there uh, have you uh, did you ever play uh, Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls they were by Quantic Dreams no but I do have the discs sitting up there actually I haven't actually had got, ever got them out So you want to play those if you like, uh, you know, the, uh, the Dark Pictures games, you want to play those because they're very similar. I've got a funny feeling I do have them on my looking roll. not sure. I'm trying to see if I've got them or not. I'm not sure if I do actually think about it, but uh, they're easy to pick up cheap anyway on disc, aren't they? Oh, yeah, very much so. I mean, Beyond Two uh, Souls, mm. that stars uh, Elliot Page because... Uh, the actor uh, changed their uh, sexuality, didn't they? Ah, uh, um, oh, yes. Back. Hmm. Um, so, but it is a really good, really good game, is that one. Really enjoyed the story. So, obviously, these are really heavy narrative yes. ones. And then Heavy Rain, other than shouting for Jason quite a lot, hmm. um, is a, a very enjoyable story, although I kind of like figured out the story probably about an hour before the end of the game. <laughs> uh, yeah. where it was going but well worth a look and I mean you can get on like CD keys Heavy Rain on the PC for four ninety nine. 99 mm. uh, yeah I'd probably get it i probably get it reasonably cheap for the for the PlayStation just seeing if, uh, I can't remember if, uh, if all of them were on, on, the, on Game Pass at one point well there won't be one of them was I'm sure of it at some point or was it on, or was it on Xbox Gold games I don't think either will be because weren't the PlayStation exclusives before they went to play uh, to PC? Um, I'm not too sure. I'm just I'm just jumping down the list on on Game Pass here at the minute because I just had a funny feeling. There you go. So, oh no, I'm th- a play tale. That's something completely different, isn't it? It's not that. Yeah. Um, I thought I owned one of them at some point. Pretty sure I did. Yeah, Beyond Two Souls 
was PlayStation exclusive. I'm sure Heavy Rain was as well. Mm. Yeah, I think I think at some point you're right there. I think they did do that with them. Um, but I just got a, I a funny feeling. Yeah, it was destined to be on the 360, was Heavy Rain, but it mm. never made it. So it was in development, but they must have pulled it, probably because they got a watch of cash from PlayStation or something. <laughs> yeah. But all of these games, they all play very similar, and they look very similar, but it's just great narratives. Mm. I mean, Heavy Heavy Rain got the BAFTA winner for games uh, back in the day. Can't remember when that was, though. No, I can't remember, actually. Uh, I'm just going through my whole entire collection to see if I did own them. So I thought I did one of them, unless I'm thinking of the PlayStation at some point. But I just thought, never mind. Anyway, so any any more thoughts on it? Is it is it worth going through the others if you get a chance as well? Yeah, uh, I quite like the look of the latest one um, <clears throat> that released, but I've not got that one yet. Mm. But uh, I thought the dark pictures would be doing one of those on the stream would be quite good and engaging for people as well yeah. so yeah anyway i'm going to continue to play that so i'll be streaming more of that in the future mm. um <coughs> excuse me another game i've been playing is a game called fractured minds i did this as my first stream uh so this is a bit of a strange one it's an immersive artistic short game an indie title that explores anxiety and mental health issues. So it links in with the whole purpose of, you know, why I'm doing the, uh, the Children's Trust Gaming Challenge because it, you know, it's to help children with these sort of issues. Yeah. Uh, but basically, on the game, you embark on a journey through the human psyche to sort of like experience the everyday challenges associated with these sort of uh, conditions. And the great thing is that this game was created by a young woman called Emily Mitchell, who won the BAFTA Young Game Designers Award for the 15 to 18-year-old category in 2017 for this game. So it felt like it was one that was really, uh, you know, really worth playing in terms of raising awareness of mental health issues. So Mm. I played it as part of the Children's Society Gaming Challenge uh, just to do exactly that basically i wouldn't say it's the most entertaining game in the world but it is interesting in terms of it makes you think about uh the anxiety and mental stresses that people you know with mental health conditions go through yeah or just very general sort of stuff um you know things like opening up presents and blowing out a birthday cake do you know what i mean or just Mm. leaving a room sort of thing or find you know uh, getting you know unlocking a door or all of these sort of things they're they're all made it it raises that awareness of crossing the road with strangers going past and stuff like that it's quite interesting Mm. uh it's got a very basic sort of style three it's 3d but it's very basic sort of style in the look but uh it's quite an interesting sort of experience it's only about 30 minutes it's not a long title in any way shape or form Mm. Um, and then the last game that I've been playing has been Sniper Elite 4. I haven't played this for donkeys. No, I haven't either. And I've had this in my collection for a while. Mm. And I thought, do you know what? 
I don't mind. I want to see a few more x-rays of bullets going through Nazis. <laughs> Especially the genital ones. <laughs> oh, my God. They look, I've winced every time that I've done one of those shots, I'll tell you. Uh, but basically, this is uh, an experience of the third-person combat, gameplay choice, and epic long shots across gigantic levels, uh, and mm. are much bigger than previous ones. Uh, and this one's set around liberating Italy from the grip of the Nazis. So if you've played Sniper Elite games before, then you basically know it does exactly what it says on the tin. You play the part of a sniper, you've got to find sniping nests and stuff like that and take targets out. I've loved this game series from Rebellion, but I've never got round to playing this title before. And it's just so satisfying when you make those perfect long sniper shots, especially if you do so unheard mm. um, and to me it's sort of like it's one of those strange sort of things of it has a resonance for me because my father when he was in the RAF was a sniper okay that's interesting yeah he was uh, posted on the Berlin Wall and stuff like that uh, you know back in the late 50s early 60s yeah uh, sort of thing uh, but yeah he that was because he was like obviously drafted from school because conscription was still going after the war when he, you know, was old enough. Uh, mm. And it was because of that that his squadron leader was my uncle. Oh, really? <laughs> really. Yeah. Uh, so my my uncle introduced my mum and dad, basically. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, so that was, that was his role. He was a sniper. And, uh, yeah, uh, it's, I, I've always had a fascination with, you know, long-distance shots and stuff like that. Yeah. Even before even knew me dad, that's what he did. Uh, I've mm. only ever shot a gun in real life once before, once in my life. Uh, but, you know, that was quite an experience. Yeah, at I, a time, I would say. Not a I, I tell what, I, I tell what I, just before I say, uh, Little Hope at the moment is nine ninety nine on Xbox. Yeah, that's good. But if you want the whole package, they've got the Duck Pigeons Anthology, House of Ashes. Uh, Little Hope... The creator's cut, uh, Man of Median, uh, the creator's cut for that. Uh, it's forty nine ninety nine though. It's a bit, a bit steep. Yeah, a little bit. I would I would say these games are uh, should be charged at between ten and twenty quid. Mm. I think beyond that, they're not really worth it because it's more of an interactive movie. Yeah, and they're one. Some of those smaller games are, are still one, more one hit wonders than Until Dawn was, where I played that two or three times. Yeah, you know. But yeah, no, I say about sh- shooting. Well, I went. I did. Um, I did one of Del Boy specials. Went on a, on a clay pigeon shoot. All right, yeah. I didn't wave my my kid in at the, at the people around him, uh, but I had good fun with that. That's pretty good. Yeah. I submit, I did did hit a few 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 of the clays when we did the scoring on it, and uh, I was near the top of the tree. So I, gaming does help. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, I mean, the, uh, the time when I did it, I got eighty percent hit. <clears throat> on the bullseye, um, yeah. and the fir- the the only shot that I missed the bull was the first one, mm. um, and even then I wasn't that far out. Yeah. But uh, I'd never shot a gun in real life before, and it was a proper, it was live ammunition. Uh, you know, it was all completely, you know, legit and above board sort of because there are places mm. you can go. Uh, but yeah, it was absolutely brilliant experience. Um, always had a fascination with guns in a not weird way 
because uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Because there was the, a the, shooting the, today in Copenhagen, apparently. It's awful, isn't it? I mean, <clears> they should ban guns. I, I I I can't see why people need guns unless you're a, a farmer, and that's for very specific sort of reasons. Mm. Uh, you certainly. I, I don't care who you are. Unless you're in the army, you don't need a semi-automatic or a fully automatic firearm. No. But that's a very British-centric sort of view and one that I'm sure will not be shared by a lot of our American cousins. <laughs> and we appreciate that you have a different sort of society to us. But yeah, it's, it's, it's... It's something I wouldn't like to dive into a conversation about because it's... I don't think I could say the right thing if you know what i mean it's it's very hard it's one of those controversial sort of conversations like are you pro-life or not Mm. or euthanasia i mean there's a lot of things going on in america especially with the with the the latest trials and tribulations across the states which i don't want to talk about but you know what i'm talking you probably know what i'm on about and it's just horrendous but don't you think though that the world's sort of like going to pot you know we've got it has when Lurpak is now seven pound in a store. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> you know, we we have we have a petrol crisis. We have bills going up. We have protests all over the world. I mean, there's going to be a slow protest this week on the M4 uh, regarding fuel prices, and it's mm. going to be a cavalcade of vehicles going at 20 miles an hour, stopping the traffic by slowing it right down to to protest about the fuel prices. Yeah. So we're going. I think I feel like. The gritty days of the 70s when we had strikes, power cuts, uh, all that. I feel it's coming back. A cold war with Russia. Yeah. (laughs) I think we are going back to the 70s in some way or another, you know. uh, Well, let's hope that we go back to the late 70s so that there's only a few years until we actually go into the latter part of the 80s when we get the Gorbachev sort of approach. Bring back again, spitting image. I mean, I'm sure if that was still on, it has it, been. Well, a, it is on, isn't it? It's, is it still uh, on? I mean, yeah. I would imagine they could read, you know, the, the politicians at the moment, especially over here. It's just, you could have a field day, couldn't you? I'm not even going to get involved in a conversation about. <laughs> no. Anyway, should we move swiftly about on? About that. Let's move swiftly on. But anyway, I haven't finished my talk about Sniper Elite. So, yeah, go on, carry on. Because uh, we diverted quite a long way. So, anyway, it's a, it's a great series for Rebellion. Uh, and obviously they they do the offshoot of Sniper Elite, which is the uh, zombie army sort of games as well. Mm. Uh, but these games, when you do a really good long shot, it's very satisfying. And this is not one of those games that you go in and, uh, you know, it's like Destiny or Gears of War or <laughs> anything like that, where you go and get stuck in and you're shooting everything real quick. This mm. is... A slower pace game. It's about uh, stealth and cover. Although I must admit, I tend to not have the patience to wait for the cover, and I just get myself into a sniper position and start picking people out anyway. Mm. Uh, that's my preferred way of playing it. But you're supposed to play it a bit more stealthy than I do. But it's a great, great game. Um, two of my streams I've done so far for the gaming challenge have been on this. Mm-hmm. The X-ray shots for me. When you see, because uh, if you do a, a really good shot, it does you a, a, a video of the bullet entering the person's body and the impact on their internal organs. That's right, and just 
uh, sort of like seeing a headshot where you shoot someone through their eye and it you see the compression of the brain because of the shockwave and then it spans back out and then splats out the back. It is just something about it. It's just so... Um, Satisfying? Yeah, in a very gross sort of way. <laughs> But it's part it's part of that as a you know as a game, and it's quite interesting to see the idea of the modelling behind the impact of what these weapons do, mm. uh, as well. So and also this one's got like perks and skill trees, and the more that you play, you get higher rank, and then you get better crafting of uh, better weapons, and you know, so you can do your uh, your shooting craft all the more. So well worth a go, and it's a great story as well. So definitely one uh, to play if you're into the Sniper Elite games or that sort of game. Anyway, shall we move on to movies, TV and streaming? Let's do it. In quest of a better life. All right. So movies, TV and streaming and a couple of bits of news. Steve, do you want to do your bit of news first? So with not too much fanfare and a little bit of grief and a little bit of grief in actually getting it to bloody work paramount plus is now on sky yay and it's free to sky movie subscribers so yeah but not to sky q subscribers which it said originally it was going to be oh um i'm still a sky q subscriber yeah but you have to have the movies hmm because I didn't get it, so I've subscribed to the movies to get it, because uh, I think it's just worth it to get the movies again now. They've got the movies for another eight quid. You can do, like, a six-monthly freebie one as well with it, I think, or something, aren't you? A month. month, is it? Okay. Yeah. But uh, I, I had to go through a few hoops to... So yes. when I went, when do I went to actually hit the button to subscribe, it said, I'm sorry, but um, we're rather busy right now. Can you come back later? Gosh, imagine every subscribe, every person that's got Sky Movies and or whatever has been trying to put their subscription in. But I did that eventually. So watch Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Yeah. And is it and Halo and, and all other bits and pieces that are on there. Not Star Trek the Director's Cut, which I'll go into in a minute. But anyway, there's a lot of stuff on there. A lot of movies, all, all the Paramount. <clears throat> but it's nowhere near as good a deal as the Americans get. Well, they're in front of us. And I think... I did tweet to Paramount Plus about um, the thing I pisses, excuse me, that upsets me is that we don't get a 4K stream out of it. Mm. Now, because of what Sky can do there, and I know, I think in, even in the States, um, it must be, must have some sort of uh, 4K situation because the director's cut of Star Trek, the motion picture is in 4K. Yeah. So when I mentioned that, and they said things would be coming in time. So I'm assuming they get, get it launched. They'll add whatever they need to add because we're going to get. I don't think they're all in there, but all the Mission Impossible movies, for example, they'll be on there. Yeah, I mean, to be um, honest, that is such a weak answer. It'll be coming in time, isn't it? Because well, they well, he said it, we just we just you know getting getting it out there first of all. I don't know what it, it it's a few things to do to to get it running. Um, so you know, I I'm gonna I started watching Star Trek, but I'm probably gonna wait until a lot more on there. Because then you can sort of binge them a bit better. What, before you start watching Strange New Worlds? Well, I've already started it, but I'm thinking, oh, it's behind anyway from everyone else in the planet. But I don't know why that is. It's, it's, it's a bit bizarre. But what it's my the... list. 
Go on. Look, my, my list consists of everything Star Trek at the moment. I'm so, I've just favorited everything that's Star Trek. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, they're giving you 1080p at the moment. But if I was to watch one of the movies that I got at home here, I'd probably stick, the, you know, in the other room and stick it on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's okay. Uh, Halo, I need to have a look at that. Yeah. Have you have you dived into that at all? I watched the first episode. Did it grab you? Nope. That's a shame. Um, I think it's got a bit of a love more in America because I think Halo has a bit more of a following. Yeah. Following, you know. But yeah, there's a lot of movies on there. Some older movies. There are some shows missing that are on the states again as well, which I'm looking forward to. But I've got a funny feeling. I did see an advert for the new Scream movies coming out shortly. Yeah, he is something. I don't know if you've or you don't want to have tried this, but uh, <clears throat> I tried changing my VPN to America to be able to watch uh, Star Trek: The Motion Picture Director's Cut, mm. and it did, doesn't recognise go... UK accounts in the American store, mm. which Netflix does. And Netflix, I think, are fighting back with that because they've been upping people's subscriptions to people that have been trying it on. Mm. So I've heard, don't know how true that is. But the the disc of, of going back to the motion picture briefly, I think it comes out about maybe September time anyway on, on 4K. So you and I will definitely have a copy, you know, out of the box. Oh yeah. And uh, but yeah, it's all right. I mean, be interesting to see. I mean, um, if you've not seen Mission Impossible Fallout, that's a fantastic movie. That's my second favourite one of the of the uh, of the, all of them they've done. That's on there. Some of the old classic Paramount films of older on there as well. So did did you see the uh, Fallout? But uh, Mission Impossible, I think it was Fallout, the one that I did of uh, Beat Saber. I think I did. I think I've yeah. seen a few now. Yeah, that was so, quite a good got, song, man. Yeah, and I've got the app. I've got I've got them on. Me. I've got I've logged into my app at the moment as well, and there's quite a lot of stuff. There's there's some concerts on there. You know, there's stuff for the kids as well. So, you know, I'm sure it'll expand as it goes. Yeah. You know, we, you know, you've got Showtime on there as well, which is the um, um, the American subscription service, which has got stuff like Dexter on it, Comedy Central, MTV, Nickelodeon for the kids, Nick Jr. for the kids, and the Smithsonian Channel. Now, on Showtime, uh, the mm. thing to watch is The Man Who Fell to Earth. It's a Bowie song. It? it was also a boy movie as well, but it's now a, yeah, a I'm TV just looking, series. And I'm it's got Carl from uh, Doctor Strange. Can't see it on there. Dexter, Dexter, Dexter. The Borges, my missus loved that show. Um, the new series of Dexter, New Blood, which I thought was very good. Ray Donovan. Twin Peaks, if you've not seen it, that's quite a good show. No, I can't see it on there, to be honest. Definitely on there. Doesn't not on the app, it isn't. Should be. Trending shows you've got Yellowstone, Strange New Worlds, Blue Blood, South Park, Star Trek Discovery. Check out that link I've just sent you. That's Island though, isn't it? Is that different? Shouldn't be Island. It says plus a, it says Island IE on it. Mine doesn't. <laughs> it just did. Anyway, but yeah, I'll have a little look later. Yeah, but well anyway, yeah. that that'll uh, tell you it. But uh, no, the address is paramountplus.com forward slash shows forward slash the man who fell to earth. Interesting. So I don't know why you say that. I am just going to um, I'm just going to type it in. Oh, there it is. Found it. Yeah, really good. Been enjoying that show. Mm. There's only four episodes in so far, but. Um, let me have a look. One one season. Yeah. 
four episodes, yeah. yeah. I think that there's uh, nine or ten intended in total. Probably, mm-hmm. we're probably behind. Yeah. So, but so, yeah, I, I'm quite pleased with Paramount Plus as well, and plus the fact of getting Sky Movies back as well. I've got all of those. Yeah, well, my miss is actually waiting. Um, I will probably sit with her and watch it, but she's a big fan of Downton Abbey. And the movie that came out this summer... Is evidently tri- awful. No, is, I tell you, it's got a big following, but it's it should be coming on shortly mm. onto, onto Sky. Oh, that's, oh, that's right, something else I forgot about. That's right, I just remembered another film I watched. Well, we've been, been away, so I'm just going to add to my list. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'm glad it's out there now. It's taken a while for him to do it. So we'll just see what comes out. Yeah. Well, the bit of news that I've had uh, was there is some rumours about who is going to be the next Wolverine. Oh, I thought you could mention James Bond then. <laughs> no, no. Go on, carry on. Uh, well, to be honest, he might even become the next James Bond because I would say that he's already proven himself in that nature overall. Mm. And that is Taron Egerton. So if you're thinking who the hell's Taron Egerton, he was Eggsy on The Kingsman and he also uh, played Eddie the Eagle with Hugh Jackman on the Eddie the Eagle movie. So, yeah. And also Elton John, funnily enough. <clears throat> So yeah, that was that was that was Elton John's worst performance. <laughs> Come on, you got it. Must agree to that. What the movie? Yeah, the second the second Kingsman movie was was wasn't great, was it? It was. It was amusing. It was amusing. Yeah. But uh, no, I I, I really uh, I can really see Taron Egerton actually doing that role. Mm. Uh, out of all of the actors who have been sort of suggested, yeah, I think that he'll, uh, you know, because he is—he's a good actor. He's got good range. Mm. Uh, so yeah, definitely, um, I'd be up for for him doing that. I mean, I'd like to see another. I'd like him to do another um, a Kingsman flick. I think I think one was on the offering. I'm not too sure if it was. I'm sure that there'll be another Kingsman flick in there somewhere as well at some point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think I could see him as Bond. I could see him playing a young version of something like that, maybe. Well, uh, you know who else wanted to play the young Bond, don't you? Yes. Tom yes, Holland. Yeah. He certainly did. Yeah. I kind of, I don't know whether or not I could see that or not. I don't think he's tall enough. No, he's too short. Mind you, so's uh, Taron Egerton, isn't he? So he's not tall, I believe. Yeah, I still, do you know, I still feel that the first Kingsman movie is the best. Yeah. I just, I, I actually don't. I've got a digital copy I got from somewhere on a on a forum page or something, but um, I'd love to have a, a hard copy of that. I just, just that film is just brilliant. I just love it. You know, it's. I've got the movie of Far Care. Yeah, brilliant, <clears throat> absolutely brilliant. Uh, but the Golden Circle, it was, yeah, it, it wasn't the best one. No, uh, it, was, it, was, it was a little bit cheesy, but then again, it, it, it was okay. I, you know, I'm glad they did a second one, I'm glad they come back and they did it, but it's sort of, yeah. yeah, I mean, um. Uh, 
I forgot what his name is. Who plays the Mandalorian? Uh, Pedro Pascal. Mm. I mean, he was just Burt Reynolds in that movie. Yeah. You know, in the King in uh, the Kingsman, the Golden Circle. So oh, his, yeah, the his, guy that had the whip. The guy yeah, the whip, yeah. yeah, he was he was just Burt Reynolds. Um, <laughs> through and through, he even looked like him. Mm. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even feel that um, Julianne Moore was right for the role that she played, to be honest. No. I think it was she was the wrong choice, personally, for that. I think the thing is that the Golden Circle was more for laughs, whereas um, the first one was more action, I think. Damn sight serious as well. Yeah. Yeah, it was more bondified. Mm. Whereas I think that they kind of like did a parody of the <clears throat> Roger Moore bonds. Yeah. On the second one. But in- interestingly enough, Roger Moore was voted recently the best bond. Yeah, what was all that about? I don't know. I think he had the best stories. He also had the worst ones as well. Well, apart from For Russia With Love, I never did like that movie. That was Sean Connery. Yeah, I didn't like it at all. Well, it was cold, very much cold. Well, sort of, it was know. it was definitely a spy sort of. Yeah, a, tr- a true spy. Yeah, but you know. it it wasn't it wasn't in the Bond formula because it was before the really the first two movies weren't really Bond formula, although Doctor No was more Bond formula than uh, from the Spy Who Loved uh, sorry, Spy Who Loved. Rush 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 Rush. I mean, and then night then. When Goldfinger kicked in, it went to a different level then, didn't it? Yeah, that was then, this is Bond. We've worked it out mm. now, guys. We've had two movies. We've had a crack at it. This is it. This is it for the next 20 years. And mm. that's exactly what it was. Mm. And then they started to weaken Bond with Timothy Dalton. And then... Uh, there's uh, a few favourites. A few people did like him. I mean... I think I it would have been a good Bond. I think that the problem is is because of the whole AIDS pandemic and stuff like that at the time, the mm. watered down the sexuality of Bond quite a bit. So you only ever had, like, two women in a movie. You know, it wasn't like the movie or the... Uh, Mario D'Arbo in Living Daylights. Yeah. But then um, Roger Moore had a pestering 16-year-old yeah. ice skater. You he know, does that felt so wrong. Oh god, yeah, that what that really was. I, I was I watched that yesterday actually, and I was just sort of like cringing with it. I was thinking she's a child, get away, yeah. you know. She she was in bed and he walked in. I was like, Here I am. Yeah, but he never he never did anything with it. No, her, he was he was he 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 stood up and he was British and said no. Well, don't yeah, that's wrong. The right terminology to say, yeah, but but, but uh, yeah, because he was getting so old, that's where it was. Flagging from that point of view, especially when his last movie, uh, yeah, it was fun. And with, with, Tan- with Tanya Roberts in the shower, you know, yeah, just I'll make room for your Zimmer frame, Roger. Don't worry. Lean on the lean on that bit if it gets a bit cold, just holly, you know, <laughs> bless him. But I, I, you know, when he was at his prime, Mirror was a brilliant bond. Oh, yeah, absolutely, he was, yeah, and he, I mean, he, he was, he was my. I suppose in one way he was my bond from the point of the fact that when I, even though I started going to the cinema seventy two when Living at Die came out, so he was sort of the first bond I saw. I did see at the same time as when that came out, the cinema decided to show with the Sean Connerys and Double Bills, so I got to see all of those before they had the ITV premieres, which would have been was that late seventies when they started putting Bond on as premieres on Sunday nights. Yeah, I think the first time I saw Bond at the cinema was The Spy Who Loved Me. Yeah. Um, because before that, I was just way too 
too young. Yeah, because I'm even, even then, even then, you know, I was still way young. I mean, what year? See, was I was eight. I was eight. I think I was eight when I saw Living and Dying. Yeah. Uh, so then, what? Man the Golden Gun was what, a couple of years later. So I'd have been about yeah. 10 or 11. So The Spy Who Loved Me was out the same year as Star Wars. So I was six. Mm, okay. And I remember going to see that movie mm. and seeing the, the turbo spree mm. going in the water and all of that and just like, thinking this is marvellous. I always remember what year it came out because the track, third or fourth track in is called Bond, Bond 77. 77. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always remember that. Yeah, it's not hard to guess really what year it came out then from that yeah. perspective. Yeah, yeah. And I love that version of Bond uh, theme tune as well. I really, that's one of my favourite versions. I of did, it. I think I did. I remember rightly, I went to, because when I was living in Slough at the time, I picked up the Carly Simon single for that mm. one as well. Oh, so I think I've still got the single as well. As, I, well as, I, as well as buying the soundtrack as, as it was. <clears throat> yeah, I, I love that that song. That is mm. one of my favourite Bond songs ever. Mm. Um, See, it, it, it dipped a little bit, and you know, I mean, so we, we, I know we're diving off again, usual. But um, as much as I weren't keen on after after that, I mean, Moonraker was okay, but the one I think that was in between for your was, eyes only. Yeah, as much as I had the single from Sheena Easton, don't get me wrong. Mm. That was a bit poor. Some people it wasn't. Some people it wasn't because it's maybe their first bond. So from yeah. that perspective, it's slightly different. But for me, from everything I've seen up to that point, it dived down a bit. You know. Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, interesting enough, you know, for your eyes only, the woman who was the Bond girl, because a lot of it was underwater on that movie. Not like Thunderball, but there was a lot of underwater scenes because uh, this submarine had sunk. <clears throat> there was that computer under the water and the, the bond was it are you sure you're getting confused with not you're getting confused with another bond film wasn't it aren't you? in the, no, in the china for your eyes for your eyes only mm. that one that's they all blend the, into each other sometimes but yeah i'm not i'm not talking about license to kill uh, uh not license to kill uh but was the one that was after, it? no the one that was after uh because it had uh oh, grace anyway, jokes in it Oh, no, I was at about, I'm going way past that. But, yeah, that was uh, yeah. Beautiful Kill, sorry. Yeah, Beautiful Kill. No, for your eyes only, it was the one where uh, there was a uh, some sort of tracking device or whatever it was, uh, and they had to go under the water. And it, the woman, the lead Bond girl, was French. And um, she, in real life, had some sort of sinus problem, so she couldn't do the mm. proper underwater scenes. So what they did was put a fish tank in front of the I was the about camera. to say, that's the classic way of doing it. They did it yeah. in Thunderbirds and Stingray and all those sort of things, you know. They put the fish tank in front of the camera, had a fan blowing her hair up and slowed the footage down. Mm. <laughs> and that's how they did the underwater scenes. They've been doing that. They've been cheating on that for and years the, since Thunderbirds you know what? did it. When you watch it, you can absolutely mm. tell. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, because it looks, it doesn't look realistic, because for a start off, people get that bloated sort. Because that was the Civic, that like was the Civic Chase had that, wasn't it, on that one with the yellow Civic? Uh, yeah. No, you had the uh, the yellow Lotus. Oh, uh, the yellow oh, Civic. Yeah. Uh, no, no, sorry. He had Bond had a yellow Lotus on that another Esprit, because it was the one that was straight after or two after uh, the Spy Who Loved Me. 
because it was Spy Who Loved Me, then there was Moonraker, and then there was Licence to Kill, and they were still doing Lotus as the, the main car, but obviously on Moonraker, they did, he didn't have a Bond car per se that I can Licence to Kill was Timothy Dalton, though. Not Licence to Kill. Uh, Octopus? For your eyes only. For your eyes only. Okay, for your eyes only, yeah. Okay. Sorry, getting getting up on names mixed up. Now they they they, they blend into each other. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Do you know? Once upon a time, I could have. Well, I mean, even now, I can still. You know, uh, a second of Bond footage. I'll tell you what movie it is, because mm. uh, my wife said as soon as I walked into the living room today, which Bond? And I looked at the screen and I said, Doctor No. And I was right. It was Doctor No. Yeah, because I think I watched the TV the other day, and um, yeah. uh, Spy Love Me was on at the moment at the time, and it was just it was the scenes with with the with the the, the ship opening up, taking the submarine, and then yeah. you open up the Bond stage, all the lights go on, and that. <clears throat> my my wife has uh, tested me like this mm. for the last twenty years on Bond. Every time we put ITV four on, there's always a Bond movie on. Yeah, exactly. Line. She but she's tested me over the years. Every every but at least once a week. And mm. I've only ever named it wrong once. And it was more... What was that? Uh, I, uh, I can't remember which movie it was, but it was one of the ones that I didn't... Oh, I think it might have been from Russia with Love, because I looked and I, I said... Uh, I had all the gypsies going on, the gypsies, the gypsy scenes and all that. Oh, actually, yeah, it, actually it was gypsies, because I think... I, I or like a, a circus or something or other like that, and I. Yeah, it was, a, it was a gypsy camp at the time, and. Uh, yeah, and I. A, yeah. There was, a, there was a scrap going with two girls over something, and, and he was watching that, and the little hell broke loose. It was something <clears> like that. I think I'd said it was octopusy, and it was that one instead. Mm. So, something like that. I can't remember, but that you know it got caught out because the imagery was so so similar in the two mm. movies, but. Um, <laughs> You can't beat a bit of Bond. No, no, you can't. You can't. Anyway, should we um go on to what we go back to what we were basically doing? <laughs> yeah, go doing? back. Go back to our uh, normal program. So go on, then, Steve. You do the cinema releases. Okay, so I didn't realise it was coming out this early. So seventh of July, we got Thor: Love of Thunder, and we got the laid back camp movie. Eighth of July, we got Brian and Charles. Whatever that will mean. No idea what that is. Uh, Blu-ray DVD releases, uh, the key ones I've picked out here are uh, Batman Ultimate Collector's Edition 4K Ultra Steelbook, uh, Batman Returns Ultimate Collector's 4K Steelbook. Uh, will be They're the available. pricey ones, aren't they? The real yeah, pricey ones. the real pricey ones, indeed. And then we've got, on July the 11th, we've got Amateurville Blu-ray Collection and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom 4K Steelbook. And also Star Trek Lower Decks Season 2. And can I take a pick out of there? We have Chucky Season 1 still, but, and that was a great show on, on Sky. Love that. That was a yeah. real take on the on the horror series. That's uh, on 4th of July. And we have here, let me have a look. I saw something else in there. What did I, did I not? I haven't watched it yet, but you got Backlight with Liam Neeson. That was on Sky. Was it on Sky or Netflix? I can't remember now. Uh, I don't know. Sounds like a bit. Yeah, I saw that. And because my miss said, oh, you like that one, didn't she? Oh, there's also uh, Sherwood, the BBC drama on DVD. Mm. You're into that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a bit. I, I remember seeing the Batman on, on Zavi for that. Mm. And I 
I think they're really expensive. They, they, they're, they're like an ultimate edition set. Yeah, they're like 40, 50 quid each, aren't they? Yeah. Well, I've got two steel. I've got the steel book Batman and Batman Returns. Yeah. It's only two you need. And I've got the uh, the first run of how that came out. I'm, I'm going to be uh, controversial here, and I'm going to say I actually quite like Val Kilmer's Batman. Why? Because I did. <laughs> I, can, I, I don't know. I can't really explain to you why, because it wasn't a brilliant movie, but I yeah. quite enjoyed it. I, okay. I think he uh, did an okay interpretation of that cross between Bruce Wayne and uh, Batman. You know, I think he got both characters generally okay. <laughs> I think he was coming after Michael Keaton, and yeah. to be honest, he's not in the same calibre as Michael so, Keaton, but he was all right. These are the ones I have. Yeah. So that one there, which is the first one, and then mm, steel box. Yeah, and they're they're fine. I, that's what I need really. And I had something come up, come over the last couple of weeks, and it's this, the Untouchables. Yeah, and that's <clears throat> that comes with cards and bits and pieces as well. Uh, it comes with a poster. Yeah, and it comes in a comes in that snazzy box like that. Yeah, I looked at that, but uh, decided against it. It's one of my. There's a few gangster films that are in my head that I just adore, and that is one of them. You know. Uh, well, for me, I'd got season two of Game of Thrones in 4K. Uh, you haven't sorry. watched it, so don't start. I'm not going to start. It's just I know the ending was crap and. People were disappointed, you know? The ending wasn't that bad. <clears throat> it wasn't that bad, was it? You quite liked it. I, I thought it was fine. I mean, you know, I think people build these things up to be much more epic in their expectations than they're ever going to be. I just went along with the flow of it. Yeah. But I also picked up another thing, which was an incomplete series, but a good one um, nonetheless in terms of a reimagining. Mm. Which is V. Yeah, I like that series. I do. It's a shame. It's a shame that they cancelled it. Yeah, I would love to see that come back. Because I quite liked her in it. The uh, the on that packaging, the girl on the left. Uh, yeah. As I look at it. Yeah, the uh, the queen. Yeah. Mm. And that's the other thing I had really over the, this quite over the last few weeks. Cat, that uh, Stephen King's Cat's Eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is which is which is well worth it. It's a re- new restoration of it as well. Um, Drew Barrymore there as a little child in that one, mm. but yeah, that we I remember watching the V series on when it came out, and I did get into that very much, and was just disappointed that they ended up just cancelling the show in the end. Yeah, yeah, it was a, such a, sh- a shame, and especially when we actually got to see uh, what do you call him, Donovan, finally appear in the <laughs> Mark Singer, wasn't it? Is that the name of the actor who played Donovan? What, in the original? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because he turned up at the very last episode, didn't he, as a part of I can't of remember now. It was such a long time ago. Yeah. Anyway, I'm looking forward to watching those again. So. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to do the cinema chats? Yeah. So, interestingly, what I'd like to see, actually, so we'll start from the bottom. In at five, we've got Black Phone. We have Lightyear at four, Top Grim Maverick at three, Jurassic World Dominion at two, and at number one, we have Elvis which I'm very keen to see at some point. I did see the trailer for it when I went to see Top Gun. Mm. 
didn't even recognize Tom Hanks as a big dude in that in a in a big padded suit. And also um Top Gun, I think, is now graced worldwide a hundred million, I think, apparently. So well, is, that, is that all? I don't <clears throat> something it was something like I don't know if it was total, but it was something that was knocking around much bigger than than the growth of sixty three. So it's it's been yeah. it's still rocking up. Uh, and Black Phone looks interesting as well. I've not I've not heard too much about that. I don't but know. Lightyear, I'll probably. But Lightyear is another player. Is Buzz Buzz Lightyear, isn't it? So. Uh, yes and no. It is the character of Buzz Lightyear, but it is Buzz Lightyear, not the toy. Yeah. So oh, I see. Uh, is it live action or not? Or it no, it's not. It's still animated, Pixar animated. But mm. it, think about the toy, and then throw all of that away because it's he's an astronaut. Mm. on this he's not yeah um okay i'm with you yeah yeah, yeah. and unfortunately uh, as much as it's number two jurassic world dominion i think it's had a bit of a poor review uh, what i'm hearing and you can tell by this by its total at the moment as well it's not great and yeah i will i will see that at some point i'll see it at some point as well but i mean when you see the trailer for it you think wow you know i did see the trailer when we saw Top Gun, you saw, oh man, you got you know all the old characters back, and but it's a bit messy. The story, yeah. it's, it's a bit disappointing. I think the thing is, these movies they kind of paint themselves into a corner, and then you just get the franchise sort of trundling on for a few movies when really they mm. should have just concluded the whole story a bit quicker, <clears throat> or start a new one. Yeah, well, that's what they did do, wasn't it? Because they did the three Jurassic Parks. And then they got Jurassic World, and this is the third one of the new franchise. Yeah. Anyway, Blu-ray DVD chart. So at number five, staying at number five, we've got Top Gun. At number four, new entry is X. At number three, a re-entry is Doctor Who and the Daleks. At number two, down from one, is The Batman. And at number one, a new entry straight in there is Doctor Who, The Collection. Yeah, so... The Daleks one is a remastered 4K of the uh, Peter Cushing one. Yes. Yeah. You see, I've got those. I've got them on DVD. Yeah, so have I. Yeah. Is that the same collection? Um, no, I've got the one with the red packaging. Yeah. But it's the same movies. Yeah, but I don't think. Well. Because it's Doctor Who and the Daleks, and Doctor Who, uh, so the Daleks Invasion Earth, isn't it? That one there, yeah. Yeah. But there, you know, it's completely out of timeline. It's completely on its own. Well, he's even referred to as Doctor Who. And let's face it, the Doctor is never referred to as Doctor Who. That's the whole point. I know, and funnily enough, I think that was mentioned in one of the, uh, not the, the latest shows, but going back a couple of seasons yeah, with Matt Smith, it was mentioned. Yeah. And he, the guy in the box was saying, Doctor Who? And he was saying, you know, who are you? Yeah. So. Anyway, Steve, let's get on to the main bit about what we've been watching because we've got humdingers of shows to talk about. You're going to start with... Um... Well, that we're both going to because you've been watching it as well. Oh, should we start with that then? Yeah. So, I, before we actually started this show, we was running a little bit late. Any reason being is I wanted to watch the last episode of The Midwich Cuckoos, which is the whole season, the seven season, sorry, seven episodes of one story. Is it um, seven or five or six? I think it was seven. Yeah. Anyhow, so this 
is based on the book of the same name and is one of my all-time favorite sci-fi flicks which was mm. called village of the damned and we had john carpenter in 1995 giving his version of it as well yeah well you did sit back and watch a bit of that today actually i just decided to put it on after been watching the uh, the, the the sky show and uh, ironic, also- ironically this is what i found funny we sat and we watched I, I actually watched this with my wife which is like a mm. miracle in itself because it's so funny. yeah but anyway it got her enthralled so she watched it and I said, well, there's actually the John Carpenter movie. So I bought it, got it for like a couple of quid on Amazon. On How much? How much did I, I can't remember much I paid for mine. I've had it for donkeys, but is it what, that one there? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got it for, I think it was $4.99, something like that. It wasn't a lot. Yeah, it's it. one disc. It's not, there's no real special features on it. It's just a trailer. Yeah, ju- just a movie. That's all I wanted was just that. What was the thoughts in it? Because of the cast for that. Oh god, the cast was amazing on that. Mm. Had you ever seen it before? I'd seen it years ago, but I'd sort of like forgotten. Uh, forgotten. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because and then you it, forgot who was in it. Yeah, I had. Um, but it was just. I can roll them up your tongue if you want. If you're looking online. Uh, well, obviously super bad, isn't it? It's Christopher Reeve. Yeah, Kirsty Alley. Yeah, Kirst. Yeah. Linda Kowalski. You know, Mark, Mark Hamill was a priest. Yes, yeah, as a priest. Yeah, God, that was. I was watching. I was, that's that's Mark Hamill. That, what's Mark Hamill doing on here? Oh, there, there was some uh, absolutely fantastic uh, actors in that that movie. It was great. Mm. Really loved it, and uh, it's just normal sort of. John Carpenter brilliance, isn't it? It is. It's funny because when you see how that ended, it the ended... climax of that one compared to, well, the original I, I just adore. And as I say, the original is a, it's a very short film. You can watch it in about an hour and 10 minutes. It's not very long. Yeah. Actually, I'll just double check on the back of the box. 77 minutes long it is. So that's a pretty quick film. Yeah. Um, and that was, that finished. If, it's, if you've not seen it now, tough, young, I'm going to spoil the ending. So the, the kids were in the school and the main lead... Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang, hang, hang on, hang on, hang on. You can't spoil the ending of The Village of the Damned because it will also, in a way, no, spoil the I ending of The Midwich <laughs> Cuckoos. <laughs> well, do you know what? I mean, all right, okay. I know, you've, I think, well, yeah, but anyway. In a, in a way, I know that the difference, but, mm. you know, you've got to watch it because it's brilliant. Yeah, Um so yeah so from seeing so we had one episode left last night to watch and we ended up watching um watching it people were having dinner earlier on mm. uh keely hawes you know both love her for oh, for gotcha. uh, some she's, of her stuff she's absolutely fantastic bolly yeah in uh ashes to ashes max yeah. beasley i couldn't remember where else i'd seen him in who was the uh the policeman yeah i was looking at him i was thinking what have you been in and actually i'll have a look while we're talking and he reminded me of John Sim a little bit. Yeah, he was on Homeland, wasn't he? Oh, he was in Suits as well. Yeah. So and he... Empire as well. Yeah. And Strike Back. So he's been I in a few. Stri- he's been in CSI Crime Scene Investigation series. He was a, a character yeah. on that. So he's he's been in sort of like bits all over the place, really, over the years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's he's never never been sort of like front and centre in the way that he was on this. Yeah. It was actually it's funny fantastic. 
Yeah. Um, what I did like about this, as much as the two original, the original film and the Carpenter film was on a shorter time scale. Yeah. Of it happening. So I think the original film would probably be a, I mean, the kids do grow at an accelerated rate, but it could have been over over a summer or a year where we had, I think, five years. No, maybe even more. Five or six years was the whole story. Yeah. And if people aren't a clue what we're talking about, if I just give you a breath out, out, outline. So Midwich, a little in sleepy village in the middle of England. At one point, the bulk of the village will fall asleep. Don't know what's going on. The army come in scene and they did this i like this the scene they did where they had someone walk with a rope attached to them yeah that was you did in the original one on the original one <clears throat> so that you know they walk as soon as you walk in the area of the village you'd fall asleep they dragged him back out and he woke up and but the unfortunate thing what happened to all the women that fell asleep became pregnant yeah and i don't think they had it in i don't think they had this one scene from the original and one scene from carpenter where one of the women was pregnant and a, a man was away for a year at sea and he comes back to find her pregnant. Well, a bit of a they, the teeth. they had that, but it was like uh, an older bloke, wasn't it? On, uh, they had a woman the, there that they had, they had a woman that's not not had any conjugal rights for the last two years. She said, but I'm pregnant. I can't believe it, you know? Yeah. But, uh, you know, they obviously they all grow up, accelerated it, rate. They've got it, a... a it, it was Peter Jason who had that that character uh, <laughs> on the Village in a Damned and the John Carpenter movie. It was, yeah. Because I saw that's the bit yeah. I watched this morning. Yeah. Because uh, he just come back and he was having a glass of wine. He looked well miffed, to say yeah. the least. Um, but the kids have an accelerated rate, and they can they have got a one mind and soul like the Borg, probably to a certain degree. Um, the great bit from the original film, which I liked, was where they had a, like a one of those special boxes, which to open it up, you have to slide different parts of the box to get into the suite and the kid would pick it out. And if you showed one child, the other child could do it, so on and so forth. Here, they were more with technology, with picking items on a screen and they'd all pick the same thing. Mm. So we knew they had all together. Um, in the two original, two first films, they were all blonde haired kids, where here we have a diversity of, of, of race and creed and color. Uh, for, for, for today's day and age and I thought it really worked well it was some bits were quite shocking I didn't expect to happen but overall there were some outstanding performances the kids did really well I'm assuming there was different kids playing different ages in this what in the series yeah yeah I mean, I'm not the, the 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 girls though that you know the the one that was the uh, sort of like ringleader before mm. the other one from outside came in yeah uh, the one with the big hair Jesus, she was scary. <laughs> so there was one couple it, that just moved into Midwich. They they bought their dream home. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think it was her, wasn't it? Was it her? She was the one there. Because I'm looking at the I'm looking here that they did have a young version of one and a young version of the other. So they did actually have different actors and actresses, uh, kids sort of playing the roles. Mm. But they all had that military effect of how they walk, how they stood, how they would look. Eventually, I thought, when are her eyes are going to start glowing? You know, <laughs> it did in the original. Yeah. Uh, but it's really, it's really good. I was better than I expected. I was expecting this to be a bit pants, to be honest. But uh, it was, it was really good. Yeah. There won't be a second season. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> well, you say that, but if it was uh, popular enough, there will be, or there is a potential for it. Well, it won't be the same kids. 
No, but there was one person that, without saying anything. Yeah. But well, technically it, there was two, if you think about it. Yeah. But it's that it's sort of like they they have that bored collective hive mind sort of thing, and they know they can sense when each other are in danger and. Uh, they they think that people are frightened of them and mm. yeah it's a, it's a great great idea for a story yeah I'd, I'd, I'd like them to explore it more so that you know wh- where have they come from yeah I mean we don't we that's never been explained in any of the movies as much as with their it wasn't explained in the book either no it's very much extraterrestrial beings of some kind yeah from somehow but but it's uh, it, it, I'm glad I'm glad I got to finally get to watch it properly because I've been meaning to sit and watch that for some time. It's been sitting mm-hmm. on my box. I've got a couple of other shows to watch with the missus. Um, some not something too similar, but uh, well, while we've been talking, I've just ordered the Village of the Damned and Children of the Damned on DVD. <laughs> I don't. Is the Children of the Damned available on Blu-ray or not? Uh, no, DVD. That's what. Uh, that's what both on. Well. It was a double box set for five ninety nine. Yeah. So I, I will I will that. say this though, if anyone wants to watch the original one, it is on YouTube, the whole movie. Yeah. You can't find it on there. Yeah. And don't look at the colourised version. There's, there's bits of it on there, it's dreadful. But just it's a, it's a great black and white film. You can say you can watch that in, in a blink of an eye for the for the how long it is. And yeah, it's it's one of those ones that there's a load of classic sci fi movies I have that are just what I grew up with. You know, and that that's one of that list that I have. But yeah, no, loved it. Cool. Really so should we start at the top with what you've got there? Yeah. We'll go boldly where no one's gone before. <laughs> because as we've had Paramount Pictures, we've had Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Yay! I did, I say, I've watched I can't think of a couple of episodes, but I pulled back. The first one has some nice touches. Yeah, especially with um, on the screen. His favourite movie is Daily Earth Still, which is one of those those cluster of movies that I <laughs> I, I have up here that I just adore from that 50s sci-fi. Yeah, and, uh, I, mean, I must admit, I was looking at it. I was think, looking at his house, and I was thinking, uh, this is Captain Pike, played by Anson Mount, who was Captain Pike in Star Trek Discovery season two. Mm. Uh, so it's a continuation of those characters. Uh, and I had, I was watching it, and I was like looking, and I was thinking. I wonder if in 400 years houses will actually look like this <laughs> or whether, whether it'll be very, very different to the way that they've imagined it on here. Because I, I was sat watching it, I was thinking, this just looks like uh, Captain Kirk's uh, pad that was on Generations. Yeah, and that's what I said. We, we spoke back to a little while ago and it, it just it looked very similar at the table on the left hand side where he had to got the kitchen. Yeah, where he had to cafe in eggs and uh, doing the toast for his yes but breaking what, the ice. He was going to go back to Starfleet. What uh, was but, interesting was how Pike's communicator was going off, and the other captain, who was his girlfriend, whatever, mm. turned around and said, "Your phone's ringing." Yeah, uh, which is the only time I've ever heard of a communicator being referred to as a phone. You have a pocket pager. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but I mean, I suppose that on um, the Kelvin timeline, they still have Nokia. They do, yeah, because that's um, in, in the in the sports car. Yeah. When Kirk as a kid is is stolen it, isn't he? Yeah, but I suppose there you could also say, technically speaking, that was probably done to keep it in keeping with the vehicle. Mm. 
or roughly. Yeah, uh, probably. but I've I I have to say after watching four episodes, mm. um, for want of a better term, kind of like have a bit of a man crush on uh, Anton is... Pike because he is such a brilliant captain. This show has been the best of all the Star Trek shows they've they brought out over recent times for me. <clears throat> I would say that this is approaching one of the best Star Trek shows. Yeah. Full is. stop, end of paragraph. Yeah. That, that's it. Um, we can talk about his hair. It's a bit wicked, isn't oh, it? Oh, it gets taller every week. <laughs> it's, it's like, you know, if it got any taller, when, when uh, James Kirk appears in season two, He'll be trying to climb it because it's there. Mm. You know, it's like a bloody mountain. <laughs> it's yeah. His his hair is like the worst thing about it because it's sort of almost comic with it. But as a as a captain, uh, the the way that Anson Mount's captain is, I find him a very much more warmer, humane sort of person who cares about his crew. He's not a robot at all, is he? In fact, that he's not. He's more of an approachable person to his crew. He's got that that love and caring that he has for his his team. Yeah, he's he's he, like an approachable version of Picard. Mm. Because Picard was a bit I'm the captain, standoffish. Whereas, to me, I think he'd be like the type of person that Picard would want to be like. Mm. Um, but he, you know, it's, it's like he'll cook for his crew and stuff like that. Yeah, he had a dinner party, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. So, you know. Yeah. Um, and I'm not too sure. I wasn't sure what the fire was in these quarters, though. That just seemed a bit daft. That's in, imitation fire, probably, in, in the future. A hologram. Mm. <laughs> but it was, uh, I, the production values of this, you could be watching a movie. The yeah. production value I know, is absolutely fantastic. I know I don't like to compare it to The Cage, for example, or what happened in Discovery compared to what happened in the original timeline. If we're going to split them apart, you know. Uh, and with the idea of Ahura as well. Yeah. You know, they are... There are inconsistencies with the established they are, they are They are breaking a barrier that I wouldn't want to be broken, to be honest. Mm. I mean, I know from watching the cage which i love that i do love that that too i do as well which took a while to get out there especially when we got it we got it on the vhs cassettes when they first well i out. mean when you think about it technically speaking star trek strange new worlds is the longest serving pilot to aired series ever mm. because the original star trek was supposed to be about pike yeah he didn't want to show he didn't want to take it on board did he He didn't want to do yeah. it in the end <clears throat> but i mean it was okay and i i quite liked what it was but and we get to meet the original captain of the Enterprise as well. Yeah. Admiral April. So there's some nice touches to it. And don't get me wrong, but I don't think they should be doing too much crossover with what comes after that, which would be obviously Star Trek as no. the TOS. I mean, I'd heard that they were considering doing like Khan stuff. And obviously one of the car, uh, one of the uh, yeah members of the uh, crew Correct. is a descendant of Carnarian Sun. Yeah. Uh, which, That's obvious because of her name. I don't think yeah, I don't, her name I'm not going to say it's been explored yet because obviously I've only played watched a couple of episodes, but whether it's explored later on in the series, who I knows? don't know if they should do or not, you see. I, I, know I seriously don't think that they should. I think it would be a mistake 
because they would have to get uh, Spock out of there totally for a start off and Uhura. Mm. Um, and then how do they explain the fact that, you know, if they do have Khan again, that he's already been on the Enterprise once before? Why would he need to read all those technical journals if he'd already been there and done it? Mm. So I just, I hope that they don't go down that line. But they, they, do, <clears throat> they do explore some interesting sort of like avenues. You know, the first, uh, is it first or second episode? First episode, I think, is uh, about um, spirituality, isn't it? And about faith with that comet. Yeah. Uh, and then the next episode after that is about bioengineering and, you know, the the enhancements because we find out that uh, number one is Elysian, mm. which uh, I could not believe the conversation that was going on about people raging about this. On, of all places, the Star Trek for uh, one of the Star Trek groups on Facebook saying, this is stupid. We already know that, you know, about they're the not a genetically enhanced race. This was established in generations. Yes, that was Elorians, not Elysians. They are different. Mm. I could not believe that people were having an argument about that on Star Trek. <clears throat> Really well, to be honest, I think I think, I think a lot of those groups are a little bit touchy at the minute. Oh, yeah, because yeah. of the because of the cancellation of um, Star Trek um, London, with what's happened with that. Oh, I no, think a lot of these were people from other countries arguing about oh, it. Was it really? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. but the Brit one though, there's a, there's a lot of animosity at the moment with a lot of things with that. Yeah, well, it's, it's just typical of British fans who are not served properly. No. Anyway, but yeah, it's it's well worth a watch. Definitely. If, I mean, even I, if you even if you don't really watch Trek too much and don't really, I think it's it's it, it's it's more got the original roots in the show anyway. So there is one character though that I really grates on me. As long as I'm as long as I've seen him, you can mention it. Or her. Or her. Can you guess oh, which one? Go on, tell me. And it's not because of the actress. It's because of what they're doing with the actress, and that is. Uh, Nurse Chapel. She's very, very, very attractive. I must admit. I, I, I'm not. I'm not disputing. She's not. She is. She's a beautiful woman. Not disputing mm. that at all. But in terms of her as a character, that her character is very well uh, sort of enshrined in Star Trek law because she was mm. played by Jean Roddenberry's wife. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We know who Christine Chapel is. And while Ethan Peck plays, I think, probably a more consistent Spock, it's like somebody heard that there was a character called Christine Chapel and then decided not to watch any episode to see what that character was like. Because she gets very fond of him uh, later yeah, she, on. That's the only thing that, that, that seems that seemed to be going down that she's falling for Spock sort of thing. But Christine Chapel was... Uh, a very much sort of like softer, more, more, more of a follower than a leader sort of role. Whereas, she's an approachable, approachable nurse. If, she, she was, she knows she was job. approachable, homely nurse. That's the way that she was on the original show. And mm. I don't, I don't mean that with any disrespect to the character, but that's sort of like the way that they built her up. Whereas, See, this is the problem again. We, we, I don't think she should even be in it at the moment. I, I think again. These characters, they're deciding to 
I don't want to call it fan service because I'm sick and I'm fed up with the terminology of using it in movies and TV yeah. shows to keep people happy. It's not about doing that. I don't think they should do that. I, I, th- I, I think it I think it upsets fans when they get it wrong, to be mm. honest. And for me, this is what they're getting wrong on the show is Christine Chapel, because this Christine Chapel is much more hard hitting, confident. She I can like feel she uses men, whereas I think that the other version of it would have been she would have been used by men for what i know it's a horrible term but you know what yeah no no i know you mean but you 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 know what i mean uh she she wouldn't have been as respected whereas i think that the the role she's been i mean she's been working with she's been she's been on board with mccoy yeah and she's very subservient she's very she shouldn't even be in the show yet she she shouldn't be in that show she wasn't in the cage she was not in it if you know what I mean, as much as all right, she was in it, but but she was she number wasn't. one at that point. Yeah, <laughs> I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Exactly, that's what I mean. She wasn't. She wasn't. But she was playing a different character. Yeah, she was playing a different character. But I mean, to be fair, it's a ship with 400 people on it. It's quite mm. possible on the bits of the show that we've seen that they weren't there. That's how I explain why Chekhov knew who Khan was. Because oh, he, well, was, he was that's obviously on, that, That's always going to be an anomaly in, in that world. It always will be. No, it was Chekhov's day off. Mm. That's how I rationally out in my mind. Chekhov had a day off and it hit the fan and it was Khan. And mm. he was one of the many people who was captured by Khan. That in, on the, and he was in his quarters on the Enterprise. That's how I rationally out. Yeah? Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's why Khan was <coughs> him because he might have dragged him to a, a room and then said you all lot have to stay here and blah 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 because he's super intelligent mm. he has super memory and he remembered the face yeah that's my nerdy fan sort of way of rationing it out but in terms of in terms of uh like christine chapel she could have been there earlier on mm. but on the day that it was the cage she just happened not to be in sick bay plus the fact it was a different doctor but, yeah, that was old boy, wasn't uh, it? but hang on a minute, though. This goes back to another argument that I uh, butted in on one of those Star Trek Facebook pages where people were saying, this show's ridiculous because on the cage, Pike didn't know what his future was and he didn't have all of this gloominess and stuff like that. No. And I pointed out, if you did watch... Which is spoil, which is spoil because of what <laughs> Discovery did. Yeah, hang on a minute, though. If you'd have watched the episodes and paid attention to the causality, you would have realised that what happened in the cage happened Mm. before Discovery, which happened before Star Trek Strange New Worlds. So therefore, Mm. in the cage, he wasn't aware he was getting access to the time crystals in Star Trek Discovery Season 2, where he found Mm. out and cemented his fate by accepting that time crystal. So that's why he wasn't like that in the cage. Yeah. And that's, you've got to remember that. So this is after the cage. So Christine Chapel wasn't there. She This is, you know, this is two, three, four years later on from mm. the cage. That's why she wasn't there. Anyway, we better move swiftly on because we want to be done in a, under about half an hour or so. Okay. We'll be... <clears throat> Do you want to go on to your, your next one? Yeah. So the next one is uh, The Boys Are Back. Uh, so see, talking about you know a Star Trek Illuminati, Star uh, Carl Urban uh, leads the show on this uh, sort of like comic anti-superhero show that's on Prime. Uh, this 
this is the third season of this. Uh, if you haven't seen it before, um, basically the world has superheroes who've been genetically modified humans by a company called Vought from when they were children. And uh, a guy uh, who's played by Carl Urban has a real problem with Homelander because basically his wife had sex with him um, and they had a child together and his wife left her husband. So since then, she's he's had it in for Homelander. But Homelander didn't even know, thought his wife had died and so did he. And that, when he discovered it, that's where he got this sort of like chip on his shoulder. Um, but that, that's a very crude sort of interpretation of this. The lead superhero, who's Homelander, is a complete idiot, basically. He's uh, a, quite perverted about milk. There's a very uh, uh, bit where he's milking a cow in the latest episode. <laughs> um, but uh, he's basically, he's got the, the powers of Superman. He's like a god, as it were. He is, yeah. But he's a complete asshole, for want of a better term. Um, and... He's kept in check by this company called Vought, who sort of like employ him and other ones. Uh, one of the other lead characters, uh, Huey, his girlfriend got killed by another superhero called A-Train, who was on drugs, who literally ran through and liquidized her uh, while he was, you know, while uh, Huey was holding her hands. You know, so there's, there's all sorts of like really you have to watch the show to get the whole history. But uh, basically, the boys are trying to bring down all of this league of superheroes. It's all over the world that have been these chemically enhanced people uh, by this company. Uh, so the story is returning uh, to that. So uh, Butcher, um, who's played by Carl Urban, goes searching for the one of the original superheroes called Soldier Boy when he learns he might not have died uh, in the uh, 80s. And Soldier Boy is the only person who can take down... Homelander, even though um, at this point Butcher gets uh, an injection that he can take occasionally that will give him superpowers as well. Mm. Um, don't worry, you find out all this in episode one, so it's not uh, any big big reveal. Uh, so dark times are at fault because now Homelander's taken over the company as well. It's just, it's a very dark, quite funny uh, show that he's just so, you know, shows the other side of what a superhero is or potentially mm. is. <clears throat> I would highly recommend it, but don't watch it if you're easily offended. And, yeah. um, you know, let, it is a, a mature thing. Don't let your kids watch it. Let's put it this way. One of the parties that they go to in this show is called Hero Gasm. I'll give you a, let you imagine what uh, happens there. Um, and there's lots of nudity and stuff like that. So, but it is uh, an interesting take on a superhero genre. Well, it's definitely, I suppose, an adult superhero show, anyway. If you would call it that. Have you ever seen it, Steve? Yeah, I have. I've watched a few episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely not. It's definitely not for children. To put it that way. De- oh, definitely not. Yeah, it's an eighteen mm. plus, definitely. Um, the next show I wanted to just raise your awareness of is The Orville. So. This is a non-Trek uh, Star Trek show which did Star Trek better than Star Trek. Um, so it's Seth MacFarlane. Uh, this show's really grown up over the last three seasons. 
Uh, it's really insightful and mature about the approach to storytelling now. And uh, it puts it on a parallel course, basically, with Star Trek Strange New Worlds. You know, it's like that good. Mm. Uh, less comedy in it now. Uh, the first season was very, you know, felt like that to make a joke every couple of minutes. Whereas the second show was sort of like that teenage phase where you sort of like, you know, you do childish things, but then you do some grown up stuff as well. And it matured over that period. And then this season is much more serious. It tackles some really great stories like suicide and stuff like that. Um, really high production values, much better than previous times. The scripts are great and it's just a fantastic show to watch. And that's on Disney Plus if you want to watch that. Mm. And then my last show, because I know you haven't seen that, have you, Steve? No, no, I haven't. No. And then my last show is on Apple TV, which is season three of For All Mankind. Uh, so if you haven't seen For All Mankind before, this is an alter- alternate reality Earth where the Russians beat the Americans to the moon. Mm. I've heard about this, I think. It's it is fair. absolutely fantastic show, Steve. You, you should really watch this. So the new season uh, sees the series take a 10-year jump into the future from season two as the, uh, they continue you know, going into space in the 90s. Mm. Mars becomes the new frontier for the US and Soviet uh, Union space race, but their efforts to reach the Red Planet are more complicated when a private company joins the race. And so far, there are four episodes in this show. Great production values, great script. It's got... um, Oh, I've forgotten what his name is, but... um, It's... Uh, no, I can't remember. He was on Altered Carbon. What was his name? Oh, I remember the show. But... Yeah. Um, brain's gone. Joel Kinnaman, that was it, who plays Ed Baldwin. So it's, it's like even like the actors, you know, the, the character uh, characters are the real, you know, you have Neil Armstrong and stuff like that in it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it, it's like based in reality and the technology is commensurate with sort of like the time and stuff like that as well. But it's just such a great show. It's a a, a really good show from um, Apple TV. It's <clears> one <throat> of the reasons to watch Apple TV, to be honest, because mm. they do have some really quite good quality shows on there. Yeah, cool. Um, but yeah, definitely, if you've got Apple TV, get that on your watch list. You will not regret it if you like sci-fi mm. or have an interest in the space race yeah it is quite a <clears throat> yeah, it was quite interesting how all that comes together through the 60s isn't it with the uh, Apollo missions and everything yeah I take it this is another one you've never watched well no I've only heard about it so I've got Apple TV anyway so I won't get to see it yeah it's a shame that because like I said it's well worth it mm. maybe if you got it for uh, you know a a demo and watched it on your PC or on another yeah, yeah, tablet or yeah. something like that, um, just so that you can get to see that, it'd be worth it. Mm. I don't know if you can find it on Amazon Prime or something, I don't know, maybe at some point. It's, it's not on Prime, it's only on Apple TV. Is it? Mm, yeah. 
Yeah, it's an Apple original like Ted Lasso. That's another great one uh, to watch on there. Mm, I heard about that, yeah. Very good, very good comedy. Mm. Anyway, anything else to add in terms of uh, movies, TV and streaming, Steve? Just a couple of quick films without saying giving too much away. Um, I did watch Don't Breathe 2 last night. Yeah. If you've seen, if you've seen the original, basically this is set um, years later following the initial deadly home invasion where Norman Nordstrong, the, the blind man, he was with, he was attacked in his home. Have you ever seen Don't Breathe? No. Really good film. The sequel is, is not bad, actually. It's uh, it's better than, better than it comes across as. Um, well worth a watch. Um, you do get a bit more of a backstory to, to the blind man, we'll call him. Because the blind and, man's the uh, sergeant or whatever it was off Avatar, isn't it? Yeah, I'm just looking at his picture for real, because he's very beaten up and scarred in... Um, yeah. Yeah, Stephen Lang's name is. Yeah, yeah. But that's on Sky. That's on Sky at the moment. Don't breathe too. And... The next one I watched a week ago was Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. Any good? It's all right. It's not the best Resident Evil movie in the world, but it's, um, it takes a little while to get going. But there's just little scenes that you remember from when Resident Evil first came out on the PlayStation. Mm. If I'm not mistaken, didn't it come out in 1988, Resident Evil? The game? No, no. It was about 10 years later. It was not about 98 because it was on PlayStation 1. That's what I said, 1998, that's what I said. Oh, sorry, I thought you said 88. No, no, yeah, no, 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 because the film is set in 1998, which yeah, plays on it a little bit. Prob- probably, yeah, that would probably be about, sorry, yeah, right. I, th- I thought you said 88, sorry, Steve. No, 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 no. Um, so it, it does mix and blend a bit of Resident Evil 1 and Resident Evil 2 in places, but you get to, you get to see the outbreak start. And you get to meet all the characters. Mm. So <clears throat> you've got Chris Redfield, Albert Wesker, Leon Kennedy, Jill Valentine, Claire Redfield, William Birkin as well. And even his character in the game, when he has all those eyes, when he's that, when he's that like creature, yeah. do you remember? You get to see him transform into that. And it's quite, it's pretty good actually. But he, the guy, Neil, uh, Neil Dowry. He's played a lot of stuff like that in the past. He's done quite a bit of and pieces. Very, if you saw his face, you'd, you'd recognise him. And when you see the police station, when they walk in there for the first time, uh, yeah, you just see it. it's the police station. You know, mm-hmm. With all the hope we've had recently, where we had the, I think, if memory serves, the last couple of Resident Evil games we had, we've had 4K upgrades. Yeah. Which I haven't, I haven't put them back on yet. But, uh, yeah, it's all got all those twists and turns without... If you play Resident Evil, I'm not. I, I can just say it, it finishes at the end of the game exactly as it does in the, you know, in the film as well. And there were some little, little, little things there that I, little nods I saw, for example, where they were trying to get through this door and they needed some keys. And this woman got hold of these keys. And it was like a little, it was like a little bunch. Mm. One was a heart key. One had a, a different, different. You know, the ones you had to find. Yeah. Throughout the game. Yeah, it's like a. Ace of Spades and stuff like that. Yeah, she had a bunch of those keys, and that was the key she used. So there was just little little tweaks to that. A lot of consistency with. with the with the game. Yeah, it was, and don't take it don't take it too too hard. But it's it's on Sky at the moment. I'd I'd, I'd get and watch it. I mean, you get to see the uh, the truck driver at the beginning of. Well, see, even though it was in Resident Evil, was it Resident Evil One? I think I'm trying to remember now. There's a truck yeah, driver yeah. driving down with a roll. Oh, a that burger. was two. That was two. 
So yeah, this is where the it gets a little bit slightly off key. But you have him meeting up with Carol, and you know he crashes into the into the police station, and you get the rabid uh, rabid dogs and everything else in it. And there's one scene if you watch a trailer. Yeah, because wasn't it he crashed into uh, a petrol station on Resident yeah, Evil? Yeah, he, he did. Yeah, but in this he cr- he crashes into uh, the police station. Yeah, which gives us where the fire starts. There's a helicopter scene as well. But if you watch the trailer, there's a little scene there which you remember the animations, I think, from Resident Evil 1 where the zombie's on the floor eating and he turns his head to one side and you get the glimpse of him. That is even in the film. So there's little little bits like that, which, again, all right, we're going to call it fan service for this, for this point of view. Uh, but don't take it too, too, too harshly. It's, it is what it is. It's not the greatest film in the world, but it was just a bit of fun if you're a Resident Evil fan. Yeah. You know, and I've been watching a few of those just recently. They've been on on Sky as well. You know, yeah. the uh, the last seven films or so. And obviously, what we have coming in about the fifteenth of July is the new Resident Evil series mm. on Netflix, which looks pretty good. And you've got I can't think of the, the actor's name. His voice is used for in Destiny as Zavala. Oh yeah, yeah. And he was he was also in Quantum Break as well, wasn't he? He was. Yeah, so he's... He was also on Lost. Was he in Lost? Yeah. Do you know, I can't remember. Yeah, he was. Yeah. <clears throat> Lance's name is, I think, remember rightly. I, I do have him on Facebook. Yeah, I can't remember what his name is. But it's, it's you know, it's all right. I say It's not going to be the greatest film in the world. But if you're a bit of a fan, just check it out. It's slow to start, but it does build up as, as, as it goes through. Lance Reddick. That's him. He's class. Mm. Um, but yeah, he Resident Evil, this TV series, starts, I think, about the 15th of this month. He's also on John Wick movies. I, I haven't watched him for a while. He's a concierge for yeah. the hotel in John Wick. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's just about it, really. It's kind of good films to watch. Yeah. Put your brain in a bucket. And uh, if you get moved in, you can go and watch all of uh, the uh, the Resident Evil movies that came out with Mila Jovovich as well, which I still love those films. I've got all of those on um, DVD, on Blu-ray. Yeah, I think the only one I don't know is the last one. I think it's the final chapter. I think that might might be the one I've got in 4K, I think. Yeah, so Netflix, 14th of July, it says on here I'm looking at. Cool. So, great. Shall we... Um... Yeah, go on to uh, listener questions. John, what's happening to us? Okay, so listener questions, and uh, because we never did a show one week where I'd asked for the questions, I've pulled out some of those uh, that people had asked there. Uh, <coughs> but also, we've got Mark, as usual, has been his normal self and sent us in his normal two questions. So, his first one is Has your opinion of gaming and how it's changed over time, are you gaming in the same way that you did 20 years ago? Definitely not. <laughs> I think I we've come we've come a long way with how games are are fed to us, and I think they were I say damn sight cheaper twenty years ago as well. In some respects, I mean, yeah. in, so, in some other respects, it's become cheaper as mm. well because <clears throat> twenty years ago you never got free games, whereas now if you're on PC, for example, you know Epic, you get one, two, three games every month. Yeah, uh, and then you've got things like Game Pass. Uh, and Amazon Prime Gaming and stuff like that. 
So you get access to quite a lot of free stuff, or at least stuff you don't have to pay for, but you can still play if mm. you if you choose to. Twenty years ago, you ha- you had to buy your entertainment. Yeah, you never you'd never heard of digital content then, had you? No, that was just around the corner then, wasn't it? Really, with the three sixty. Yeah. Um, so actually, I'll, I'll pull back my my statement earlier. It was nineteen. Well, I think I think Resident Evil came out in nineteen ninety six in in Japan, but we think we got it a bit later. So that might well have been nineteen nineteen ninety eight. But um, mm-hmm. but anyhow, though, so. All those games you, you played twenty years ago was, I think you had you had more games on your shelves those days. Yes, lots of physical copies of stuff, mm. which I've still got. <laughs> but obviously nowadays most of your content's digital. I mean, I used to have boxes and boxes and boxes of PC games. You know, in those great big cardboard boxes where you'd have like a floppy disk and a manual yeah, well, I, that was well, nicely I have, printed. I think I had that for. Um... Some of the microprose games I had, which were probably on the might have been my I think you know, Amiga or something like that. Yeah, and they were I think they were they were probably bigger than that. Do you yeah. know what I mean? As a bulk, I think it was probably double that size. But you yeah. had two floppy disks and a book in there, which was thick as ever. Yeah, and that that was it. Yeah, you know. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, it, come on. it's just. I'm trying to. It's very hard to remember 20 years ago. That was hard. I was. Yeah, it's. I'm not saying I can't remember, but that's. I'm thinking that's 2000s. It's the beginning of the 2000s, isn't it? 2002. Yeah. I mean, I would say that I was more more of a. I, I don't know. I wasn't as serious about gaming 20 years ago as I am now. Hmm. Um, which seems like a strange thing to say, seeing as I'm 20 years older. But I, th- I think, you know, gaming was just something I kind of did because, you know, for whatever reason, I just mm. I just played games. Uh, whereas now it's much more of a hobby as opposed to something to keep me occupied. Mm. And I'm much more selective in terms of what I choose to play. And I will play more titles, but I'll play less of that title now mm. than I did 20 years ago, where you'd I'd buy your game and complete it and then move on. Well, the thing is, about 20 years ago was Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. And you would have had Tekken 3. Well, Tekken 3 was 1997. Grand Theft Auto, that was 1997. Mm. So you're thinking around that sort of time, and I think Goldeneye would have been around there as well, roughly. Yeah. But I, th- I think also a lot of the gaming back then used to be sort of like couch co-op with my mates, whereas my friends have stopped playing video games 20 years ago mm. or when they got married, you know, sometime around there. I'm one of the only ones who continue to game. So I would say my habits have changed over the time. My habits have definitely changed since going into podcasting and talking about video games. Mm. Um. And also try and do interesting stuff for YouTube to put on, you know, sort of like an addition to the show. Mm. Things like um, try to get some, you know, what I've been doing for the last couple of months, some catchy songs or, you know, songs that have some sort of significance um, and play on Beat Saber or whatever, you know, do a a live stream of so people can watch along. I mean, 
I don't know why, but people generally don't talk very much in terms of my streams. But if you ever want to, just say hello, just talk. Sometimes I don't see the text come up. You know, it's just one of them things. I'm getting old. But, you know, I'll respond as soon as I, uh, I see it. So, you know, please uh, do join in in the conversation. But if I think that uh, there's nobody there, uh, because even when you've got three screens and you can see what's sort of going on, you get embroiled in the game. Mm. Uh, but, um, you know, if I, if I don't think that there's anybody there or, you know, people want to concentrate on the game, I'll keep quiet. The only reason why I'm putting my face on uh, the stream at the moment is because I'm doing the challenge so people can see it's actually me doing the challenge. If people want more of that and see my ugly, fat, old mug, then I'll do more of that, but I'm not mm. bothered. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think for me, gaming's changed an awful lot over the years, personally. Absolutely. Do you want to do his next question? Yeah. Just let me um, close this down here. Okay, so considering the whole gaming life career, what's been the one game that has been your biggest impact on you both in gaming and general life? I think actually probably at one point, um, thinking about the impact it had on a lot of us um, when we had, we were snowed in one one year and Fallout 3 came out and we were all playing it at the same time mm. and chatting as well. A few, a few friends from work and stuff and that. And... Bethesda games, as much as I'd, I'd, I'd played what was before then, I think that just, you know, <clears throat> I was hooked from a, from a, from a gaming point perspective for that sort of game. I think that just really, it just gelled with me, I think. Mm. I mean, for yourself, it could probably go back as further as, as, as some certain flight sim in space, maybe for yourself, maybe that might be... <clears throat> I don't know, I think that there's been a couple of games that have been sort of like landmark games. Um, landmark games that have... Even, of... even, but even Final Fantasy VII is as well. I mean, when I first got <coughs> that disc in, on that three disc, I think it was three disc, wasn't it? Well, it was, the introduction. it was the introduction of the JRPGs, wasn't it? Yeah. To the West. Mm. Uh, because before that, it'd been much more niche, whereas it, when it went mainstream. But... I, w I would say that probably the game that has had the biggest impact on my life personally mm. would have had to have been the Destiny series. And the reason why is because that was how we became friends. I get that. It is my longest playing game consistently. Um, I mean, from the point of Fallout 3, that's where my love fell for that for that sort of game. Not the Japanese side, but from the... From, from Bethesda. Mm. But I should be playing Destiny to the day I peg it. <laughs> yeah. In whatever form that will turn out to be. But before Destiny came out, we didn't know each other. No. You just started on that other podcast. Mm. Um, I was doing a Facebook group for that other podcast. <laughs> and uh, I introduced myself to you. We started. God, I'm telling you how long, ago, how, how long ago was that when I and did it, that? Blimey. It was you, me, and Chris being the trinity of uh, Destiny yeah. players. Chris, well, I've tried Chris. Don't want to get involved anymore. He doesn't. He's too busy, man. With his I'm, 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 I miss Chris, but I respect the fact. Yeah. Yeah. If you yeah, if right. you're listening, Chris, miss you, mate. It was good gaming with you. Hope he, we do uh, it again. But uh, if anything, when you say the consistency of playing a certain game for so long, where 
even though you still dive into other stuff. I mean, my boy still scratches his head about me and said, "You're still playing Destiny." And he, he doesn't doesn't it doesn't phase him out one little bit. Mm. But he did say to me that when I whenever I pass away, whenever that time will come and someone's knocking on my door, he said to me, he said, "Can I have your Destiny account?" And I keep it going. I said, "Fine, buy me." <laughs> Which is quite sweet of him in one way. I think yeah. I'm not going to go yet, but you, you don't know what's around the corner. I know, you know, we're doing too, don't put any doom and gloom in this show. Yeah, but, yeah. No, I know what you mean. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm sure that we've still got decades of Destiny gaming right. left. Bring it out, so. <laughs> we'll be doing it with our arthritic hands in our 70s and 80s. Yeah. Uh, by then, it'll all be virtual headsets and will it be thought technology to move us around. Mm. So, we, you know. Sorry, our Alzheimer's that'll be uh, causing the problem at that point. But yeah, uh, you know, in all seriousness, though, that you know that game gave us our friendship. Mm. Um, so and you know we ended up here all yeah. from that all from that game basically. Yeah, you might not be in it as much as I am though these days, but you're still around occasionally. Yeah, but I, I still I still play it occasionally. But mm. uh, you know, it's, it's, it's with everything, we've only got so much time. You know, yeah. back back, you know, back then, you were probably where I am now. Mm. Um, you know, in terms of uh, family and age and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I know. Um, but you know, it's like you know, I've got the added complication of my mother-in-law being ill and trying to keep my wife sane with all of that. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's just all. I mean, all 20, 20, I mean, funny thing, I think twenty. We go back twenty years ago. Even thinking back, so I was sad. So was playing with my boy. Was was on the dungeon having a little play around, just getting used to the the, the, the uh, mechanics of it, even though he's played it once with some some other people. And uh, this will probably lead on to another question in a moment. But my boys, I had, you know, I did have, if we go back, I think my Facebook page today was about 12, 11, 12 years ago. Mm. There was one, there was three Xbox 360s in my house, mm. one downstairs. One in the boys' room, one in the girls' room. And those days, internet was, it was more manageable then. If it was 20 years ago, I, may, I, can't, I might be slightly wrong now. I can't remember when the 360 came out, but I might be wrong. But with not having internet plugged in those days, you were more able to manage what they're playing and, and how they're playing it, because they had to have the disc in their pocket, didn't they? Mm. Um, but yeah, it's only, only say, to, to, out of all, uh, out of all my family now, I mean, the, the two boys, one of my boys plays Halo, the other boy they plays Destiny a lot with me. And the girls, they um, they occasionally jump on it every now and then, once in a blue moon, not very often. I did give them a bit of game pass to play with it. Yeah. But yeah, it hasn't done them any harm. <laughs> no, I mean, for for me, you, you and I have had very, it's, it's interesting, you and I have had very different experiences in terms of our gaming lives, because as I said, Oh, as, as you said, you know, people at your work were playing video games. Mm. Now, people at my work might very well have been, but nobody talked to me about it. Mm. Um, and I have. There's probably about out... three. There was about three or four of us. And Chris was one of them as well because he was one of my colleagues. Yeah. So all playing Fallout Three. Yeah. On our own. But... You see, God. But on the phone occasionally going, yeah, yeah. good this game, you know. Um... Yeah, I mean. Um, the only time I ever sort of like had a place where there was uh, people who played video games 
same as me, uh, was when I worked for what is now the DBS. Mm. Uh, Back then it was the ISA in Darlington. Mm. Um, And there was two or three of us who played. One person was in my team who was our admin officer and Mm. uh, we used to talk about stuff. Uh, And the other one was one of the project uh, coordinators uh, who I I didn't actually really know. He was one of the people that worked on a different floor to me. Mm. And we ended up having to go to the uh, Criminal Records Bureau over at Liverpool. And we were sat on a thing and <clears throat> having a conversation. And he said, oh, uh, he said, oh, well, I do gaming. I said, really? So do I. And I also remember there was another lad who was, was in our air gap, Lee, bless him, mm. uh, Still friends on Xbox Live with him, and I remember he turned around to me. And he said, "Oh yes, I'm on. I'm on Xbox, and he is my uh, gamer card and marvel at my gamer score." I did. It was three thousand less than me, <laughs> which back then was a lot. You know what I mean? So mm. now three thousand's a slow weekend for me on gamer score if uh, I choose to be hundred. Mm. But it was just you know back back then it was a whole world of difference. Um, but I always remember, you know, that, that was the only time I ever felt like I had people who were like me. Mm. I was like, where I am now, uh, have you ever heard of Microsoft Yammer? Yes, I have. Yeah. It's, it, I get emails from that. Yeah, it's like it a social work. media group, you know, for your business, isn't it? Yeah. And, and we have, like, a uh, video gaming sort of, like, community on there, but nobody ever talks. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, I know that. You know, but uh, you know, which which is a bit of a shame, really. But you know, it's mm. it's just just as I so, sort of like a lot of my game is very solo, and always has been, apart from you yeah, know, where yeah. we play. But it is, but it is a lot, can be a lot of it, and you know, we we all get very, we all go into our little own little um, bubbles hole. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Anyway, we, should we do? So God. Yeah, should we? Could we better better do roll in? So. Uh, Got kid has asked, "What age do you think is best age to introduce gaming to your kids?" Well, mine were different age range, all five of them. But you know, the oldest were about eleven at the time, maybe. Where the youngest, bless her, because she was so young, um, she would see the games being played. But because gaming has got games for all ages now, mm-hmm. and what they play, I don't think the age gap, the age is different as it was now to it was then. Yeah, because now there's, there's more of a variety. For young kids to play, I, learnable or, or something older. Obviously, we then we were having you know Grand Theft Autos and Call of Duties all the time. Uh, but then there was music, musical games with the, with the old guitars and stuff like that, which you mm-hmm. play, and Crash Bandicoot, you know. But I think now it's, it's I think that that has changed. Where mine were, were a, a different broad gap between the different ages they were. Yeah. You know, it's it's an individual thing. <coughs> I think your kids should be playing games on what they're playing. Yeah, I mean, for for me, my my son, I would say the first time he played a video game, mm. as in with a controller, he would have been three. Mm. Um, he played interactive digital content before that, or like you know, a computer or whatever which you could classify as games, but they're not like video game, video games. 
But the one that he played was, do you remember Tower Blocks? It was on the 360. Not off the top of my head. So uh, you had a crane and you had to keep dropping towers, one on top of the other. And the higher up you got, the more that they swayed, if you didn't get them spot on. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that was the one that I started him off with. And it was more to do with, uh, you know, sort of like developing his his cognitive ability, really, in his... Mm. Because you know, because it had hand to eye coordination stuff like that, and it was trying see about his reasoning with stuff to you know get taller and taller towers if he mm. could work it out, and he did. Um, but interestingly enough, there are studies uh, that are out there of the development of the um, you know a young person's brain, you know, in relation to you know uh, the uh, thickness of the the brain tissue Mm. and uh in the areas where uh, in in children where they've played video games they've got um you know heavier concentration in key areas of the brain like the reasoning hand-to-eye coordination stuff like that by playing video games and children who have been been deprived of that Mm. now I, i remember having this nurse once turn around to me and saying that as a negative thing and i said no if you've got more brain tissue there, that means that you've got a higher intellect there. You know, yeah. it, it's more brain tissue means more processing power in those areas of the brain. It's the mm. most unusual thing for a medical practitioner to ever have said, I thought. But yeah, it was really, uh, you know, it's an interesting field, but evidently uh, that's what uh, studies, God knows when they were done. But I remember reading about them are. Mm. So I would say whatever's right for your kid, and but make sure it's age appropriate. You know, I wouldn't expect a five-year-old to be playing GTA Five, for example. Yeah, that's the yeah. only thing I would say. Yeah, absolutely. Should I do Paul's? So Paul Wilson says, if there's no video gaming, which other hobby available today would be able to fill the gap in the same amount of hours, but equal as accessible and potentially as enjoyable? Um, I mean, what's the main other hobby you watch? Is movies, isn't it, and TV? Movies and TV, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there is music as well. Yeah, another one of my hobbies. But... Walking. Yeah, gardening. (laughs) Definitely not gardening. I hate gardening with a passion. That's why I have a gardener. Yeah. But, yeah, I think it'd be to get back to watching movies and TV shows more. Yeah, hell, I'd even have to talk to the missus. Oh, God, yeah. I I love my missus. She's a great lass. Mm. Um... Yeah, I, I would I would say probably ex- exactly the same. I think I'll probably maybe get into a bit more DIY as well. Uh, I'd probably oh. go into woodwork. I've been think. there and done that, to be honest, back in the day. I've yeah. refitted my kitchens and, you know. Oh, no, I, wasn't, like I wasn't thinking for refitting kitchens and that. I was no, but I'm just saying, yeah. I would go into woodwork. So I'd probably think. go, I'd go back, I, I might even go to um, get to watch more football as well. Go out and do, go to watch a lot of football. Go up to Tottenham and see the games. Yeah. So, okay. So, yeah. in that case, then Jason Toon has asked Should a video game narrative and story be standalone and separate from other media, or do you feel the addition of books, shows, and movies helps flesh out the world of the game? The story of the Halo games, for example, don't really make sense unless you've read the accompanying books, which I feel hurts the narrative as I've only played the games. I don't know about that, really, because I think. From the Halo point of view, the Halo games came out first anyway. Yeah. Um, but if you're if you're expanding any universe with books, whether it's 
a game a, a game franchise or a, a TV or movie franchise, whether it could be Star Wars, Star Trek, or, or anything really. Mm. Um, that's only a side issue. I, I think the thing is with books, particularly more so than with video games, is books are probably more likely to become decanonized mm. or are not canon in the first place than a video game in a lot of cases. Yeah. So, for example, Star Wars Fallen Jedi is supposed to be in the Star Wars universe. Mm. Yeah, it's very difficult. I think, I mean, a lot of people don't read books, mm. but I think you can still get what you need to get out of them. Maybe like Batman, for example, you don't need to read the darker comics that came out. No. I think you're able to to flash out what the story is. And I think a lot of games will give you some background anyway, if it's slightly off canon, maybe. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know. I've, I've never really come across that problem. I, th- I think that the issue is is that video games and movies don't are not comfortable bedfellows 99% of the time because no. there's very few good movie-to-games, game-to-movie conversions. Um, I think the issue is is about if there is part of the wider continuing universe about ensuring that they're consistent, and I think that that is important. Mm. But... It's, you know, like, for example, Star Trek. Star Trek universe is vast. You can have something happen in the Star Trek universe that on a video game that does not impact any of the shows. Mm. That's sort of like where I was going with that. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah, well, no. It needs to be consistent with the shows, but it doesn't need to impact on their narrative, their story. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Mm. But uh, yeah, it's it, it's it's it, they want to milk it, so you will get them. Um, they will try and put those books and blend them in with it anyway. But again, I, I, I you know I think you can take or leave it to be honest personally. Yeah. Unless you're a big fan of something, then you might want to read the books, whether it's Star Wars or some of the Star Trek novels I've read over the years. Mm. You know. But yeah, I wouldn't take it to heart, Jason, too much to be honest. I think I think you can get out of it what you want. Yeah, and I think things like the Halo series, it's sort of like incumbent on them to yeah, create but, that narrative around it. But you think, but you should think now that over the last few years, we've had the Halo TV show now. We've had the other TV show that came out that was a part of... Reach, wasn't it? It came out with Xbox, didn't it? Yeah. If you remember rightly. But that's only very much later, where if you go back to playing Halo 1, 2 and 3, there was none of that anyway. No. And Red versus Blue was suddenly, oh, some sort of new thing on something called YouTube. <laughs> mm. You know. Um, but yeah. Now, should we get to the last one? So, yep. Got, Got it. one more. Oh, Got am I it. doing it? Oh, okay. Sorry. Very old. There's a good old question that we've had, I think, a few times, but play your spin on it. What's your favourite console ever and game for it? I'm not really sure I have a favourite console ever. It's probably when you played the most that you got most time out of it. So playing games 15, 20 years ago, mm. you would have got a lot of time out of the th- maybe the 360. Which, I, everyone, I, which everyone comes across as saying. Yeah, know. it is. But also I, would, you, I could go back further than that and say like the PlayStation 1 or go further back again. And then mm. in that, at that time period, it would have been the Amiga. Yeah, Because I mean the, it's about... The the main stepping stones along that several generations yeah. of so gaming. when you pick I'm going to go from the PlayStation onwards to a certain degree because I don't want to go further back from 
<clears throat> playing with my S Atari ST, for example, or whatever, yeah. or some of the earlier console cartridge games yeah. in, in with Sega. Like Mega Drive or something like that. Yeah. yeah, and I had the Master System and 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 stuff like that, where I'd I'd be playing one of the fighting games or a game based on Aliens or Indiana Jones that you would have mm. had out. But when you think of like the PlayStation, I think I think of I think of Murray Work Walker in the Formula One games. See, and, it's it's interesting. That even though I had the you know that with the go 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 and all of that yeah. at the beginning of the game, um, I think of Ridge Racer and Wipeout for the PlayStation. Yeah, I mean from from a racing perspective, I think I think the first one of the first games I picked up with the PlayStation was was one of the Formula One games, and I was. Big fan of Formula One. Didn't get to see it today actually because there was the Silverstone Grand Prix. Uh, don't think a Brit won it this year, but anyway. And then I, I come across Final Fantasy Seven. Mm. Uh, then I came across Gran Turismo. And interestingly enough, Final, Metal Fantasy, Gear Solid. Final Fantasy Seven is the reason why I feel that it it feels wrong to play Final Fantasy on anything but PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I get that. But and then you had Resident Evil again, of course. There's all these big franchises that were coming on the PlayStation One. Tomb Raider. Yeah, as well, another one. Mm. And platform, platform as well. Oh, you know, there's a few different types of those that came out. What Crash Bandicoot, for example. <clears throat> yeah, and yeah. What's the weird alien one that on the that you used to play? He was a weird character, wasn't he? I've done one recently back on it. it Looks a bit gross. Odd world. It? Thank you. Yeah. Odyssey, yeah. Yeah. I, I never did like those games. <laughs> <laughs> and and then when I got, I think one of my first interactive games on the PlayStation was an X Files game, mm. which was more of a point and click, and you had had real footage of Dana and Mulder. Yeah. Playing this game, finding out the clues yeah. to the story you were playing, and I think probably yeah, one of my first interactive games. Back then, with a dodgy bit of FMV yeah, mixed the, in and stuff like that. And the FMV would have looked like low-quality video stream on an Apple Watch. <laughs> yeah, but it was. I loved it. I really, I yeah. really did. Yeah. And then you were, you moved on to the PlayStation Two, and you had some good games that would carry on with the same series. But I got, I felt that PlayStation Two got a bit childish. At so one the, point. the PlayStation Two, the main game that sticks in my head is Metal Gear. Solid yeah. sense of liberty. Yeah, yeah. And also, I think what I did get with it when it came out, SSX Tricky. Yes, SSX Tricky was brilliant. First, the first first one. Uh, well, SSX. You mean. SSX, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. that used to be absolutely brilliant. Um, GameCube SSX Tricky was good as well. Yeah. Uh, PlayStation Three. And, I didn't uh, own that. I, I, I moved. Right. No, I I had I had that. Uh, there you're looking at like God of War. Yeah. Um, and I, I had, I remember, I played, the last game I played in the PlayStation 2 was The Getaway. Yeah. And then I moved to Xbox because I thought I want something different to play. And, mm. you know, Halo and some other racing games that came out. And then, yeah, that moved forward to the to the 360 from there as well with, with some great titles mm. and Fable. You see, and, 360 and, for me was all about Assassin's Creed 1 and 2. Oh, yeah, absolutely as well. Yeah. Yeah. I played Halo. Yeah. And I, st I stayed there. That's where I stayed until I put a pro. And so it's very difficult to say for each generation, if you're going to call it a generation of different consoles, there was always going to be a favourite game. Yeah. And now it's probably 
you know, as much as I had the 360, we had Bioshock and stuff like that, which I used to adore playing. And more Fable games came out, you know, two of the, two of the great franchises. I, I, you know, I'd love to say, can't wait for the next Fable. Hopefully we'll get to see that at some point. After so I, w- I would say one of the best uh, ones in terms of um, 360 would have been the original Mass Effect 1 and 2. Mm. Yeah, that was, that was something that was really vast as well. So, again, all these different... You know, different games that were coming out. I mean, Fallout 4, for example, now. Um, I think it's going to be coming up next year. But if you if you Google search or even YouTube search, the mod that will be coming out, Fallout London. And there's a, I've, I've only just caught it over the last month or two. There's a hell of a work going into this. It's going to be this game within the game of Fallout. I think it's mm. going to come out next year. And if you look at some of the trailers for it and the footage they've got for Fallout London, and one of the one of the game developers from that's been been has been plucked to Bethesda, you know, mm. fantastic. Yeah. Any more? No, I don't think so. Because I need a drink. Yeah, yeah, and I've got my missus picking me, saying, "Come on, come on, over here." Yeah, I, I knew you were you again. My missus is watching something on telly, but I need to go and see. Oh, you my, go to bed. My, my, my missus wants me to go and get my dog and sort out his cage so that yeah. he can be put your in. dog your yeah. you, his mess you deal with it and i've got yeah. the bins to do i've got to do the bins next before the bin man comes tomorrow morning all right well, my, we'll, my, my next job we'll quickly do the sign off then steve do you want to do yours so xbox obviously steve 07 twitter at steve 07 and playstation the real steve 07 and my youtube channel is the vinyl cues so for me, it's H-E-R-G on everything apart from Epic, where it's a, a pop culture gamers. Uh, don't forget, you can also follow us on YouTube.com forward slash pop culture gamers. You can follow us on Twitter at pop culture gamer. There's our Facebook group and our Facebook page. You can email podcast at popculturegamers.co.uk. You can look at our website, anchor.fm forward slash pop culture gamers. And don't forget, this month, all of July, I am doing the... Uh, Children's Society Gaming Challenge 24 hours in July I'll be doing a lot more than 24 hours I can guarantee it uh, Where I'm streaming the video gaming that I'm doing It's a, sp- a sponsored fundraising event um, If you listen to the show It'd be really nice if you could show you Some of your appreciation for that To help out a charity Which is focusing on children and young people Who've uh, self-harmed Have uh been neglected or been abused or been exploited so it's a great charity be really good to have your support other than that it's another good night from me and a good night from him good night good night